following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Hello, welcome back to the Out of Tune Podcast, the Out of Tune Podcast. There's a few out there, but not quite like this one. We are your weekly, monthly uh, roundtable of musical knuckleheads, and uh, we got a full crew today. Uh, We're actually almost all in studio, minus uh, one guy. It's all his fault. He can't be here. Uh, He had to go and get married last week, and uh, he had to like touch people and stuff, so now he's sick. So that's on you. Uh, well, first we'll go around and uh, everyone say hello. Doug Smith was with us once again. Yes. And thank you for having me, Brian. Well, thanks for joining us again. Alex Morris is here again. Oh, so cordial, Dougie. How's everybody doing? Uh, Dave Jarga and, and Nate Gingrich sharing a mic over there. Hey, what's up? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, newcomers to the show. Uh Wanted to be here last time, but uh, what? What was it? Rick Jenneret is is baptizing your daughters. That was the original, the original date. Why we rescheduled? Oh, okay. So what is it this time? So this is my first time. Uh, am I supposed to talk like this on here, like a radio voice? <laughs> You're picking your voice. No, just hey, kidding. What's hey. up, guys? I'm Mike. Let let go of your balls a little bit. That was Gallardo. Uh, that's how he'll go by on uh, the rest of the shows from now on. No, no, no. And uh, Matt Edwards zooming in in his isolation cubicle. <laughs> I've been here for 12 months. Thanks for having me, Brian. <laughs> well, thanks for waiting out. With uh, freshly ironed clothes in the background. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> Slacks. <laughs> All right. So uh, a little complicated, a lot of moving parts here, but we're together and we're ready to do this thing like never before. Uh, First order of business. We need to get these guys caught up. Last time you heard from us, we were spilling our guts to all of you about what makes us music fans, what we listened to when we were kids, what do we never want to listen to, what can we not get enough of, things like that. So uh, a little questionnaire for you new guys. We'll start with Matt first. Uh, Matt, I'm sure everyone wants to know, what is the band that you want to be uh, associated the most with your childhood? Oh, man, that's a hard one. The one I mean, that defines going, you the most. I mean, I guess that would have to be. It would have to be Metallica's Black Album. Oh, um, a specific album. Yeah, specific album. Um, I don't know that I really. So for to those that don't, didn't hear, it's Metallica's Black Album. Yep. The Black Album. Yes. Oh, yep. wow. All right. Well, there you go. That's all we'll do. This I'll just repeat everything he say. Yeah, thanks, Brian. <laughs> it's good for Make memorization. Sure to... And and I can also put some filters on it too. If you you know if everything gets a bad answer, I'll just change it for you. <laughs> right. I was I was actually going to ask that question because I had a couple of swear words and um what I put together and I was like oh I don't know what's acceptable. Wow, now, but you boy. could just you could edit that out. 
Yeah, we totally will. Uh, the Metallica. That's uh, that was an answer last time. Uh, Dave, you had that too, right? Yeah, they're like Black Album and Injustice for All. So like, yep. Mm-hmm. On tape, right? They'll think I'm the only one that likes Saint Anger. Yeah, you're the only one that likes Saint Anger. Cool. <laughs> oh, all right. Topic number two on the questionnaire: bands catalog that you want to take with you when you're stuck on your deserted island when you're stranded forever on a deserted island what is the band whose catalog you're taking with you but you don't have electricity i know all this stuff don't bring it right up. right 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 uh <laughs> spice girls all day that's where it's at spice girls, spice girls. <laughs> no good pick. none none of that new stuff though all oldies that's gonna that's gonna want keep you want to keep living. <laughs> Tell me what you really want. I mean, hey man, at least I'll be in good spirits, right? I think I think if I'm stuck listening to Spice Girls on a deserted island, I'm slicing my finger open and letting the sharks come and devour me. Now I don't really know you, uh, so I can't tell if you're being serious or if this is a joke answer. It's at least a seventy thirty. Serious 70, 30, to not serious. Right, yep. Which way? Which way? Oh, no, serious to not serious. Okay, seventy seventy thirty. <laughs> he's, he's the only one that, I know that has a Hello Kitty tattoo. <laughs> oh, air it out. He's all right with it. Uh, band you would eliminate from musical history forever, oh, or man. artist. Um, so many to choose from. Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Good yep. choice. Very good choice. Second, third, fourth, and fifth. Band. It was either her or Cardi B. I couldn't Wait. decide on which one. Okay. I like I like the genre you targeted. Um, and the last one I'll let you get out on is most overrated band. Ooh. I'd still. I think I still have to go back to Metallica. Hmm. Confusing, I know. Yeah, but um, overrated necessarily. Nate, Nate said this on the last episode. Most overrated isn't necessarily not acknowledging that they're talented. Correct. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That wasn't so hard, right? No, that was that was good. Metallica. <laughs> wow, that's but, a dual purpose band for you, Matt. Holy that God. is, but uh, Doug can't hear me. Never mind. Oh, I got to read? Yeah. Oh, it's wrong, Snaps. Oh, no. there we go. That'll work. <laughs> That's a lot of movement. We're totally zooming in next time. <laughs> I love seeing all of you in the flesh, but... <laughs> I'll come to your house. Yeah? I've only got one extra mic. And you already know I won't give up mine, because I didn't even give it up this time. I got him. <laughs> I've only got one spot on my mixer, but no extra spot. I'll bring my Zoom. Uh yeah yeah I will know well okay whatever yeah, yeah. uh Gallardo Mike Mike the band that you want to be associated the most with your childhood what is the the band that defined young Mikey Mikey he likes it I'd have to go with Alice in Chains ooh just cause uh, all right take a bow <laughs> the best answer so far is the uh, grind the music video came on when my babysitter was babysitting us and I just thought it was like the coolest thing and was she hot i don't remember mm. i remember allison chains <laughs> was her name alice no i think it was danielle actually <laughs> but uh them and deftones really yeah 
Well, is that what you're As uh, Brian and Nate know, I traveled quite a bit to see Deftones. Yeah, like 60 times or something, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my most too. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Some of my friends. Four. Oh. Yeah. You traveled so- to see August Burns Red recently. I, is that traveling? Is going to Rochester from Buffalo no. traveling? No, I consider it because you don't really want to go to Rochester. Uh, amen, brother. Yeah, I uh the furthest I've traveled for a show. And this is the topic for another day, maybe, but uh Philly. That was mine. Okay. Now what was for Deftones? Saw Deftones there. Uh Deftones and Rise Against. We were at the saw. same show and we didn't know we were there. Oh, that's right. We've talked yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah. And then we forget because we're like that yeah. burnouts. Anyways. <laughs> the band's catalog that you want to take with you on a deserted island. Of course, once again, we need to acknowledge just about deserted island. Uh, you're not there by choice, so why would you be pre-planning bringing music? But anyways, it's all hypothetical. <laughs> I'm torn with that with uh, Deftones or uh, 311. If I'm on an wow, island, opposite end. If I'm going to be on an island, I wouldn't mind hearing some islandy. Music. Tropical yeah. island boys. Oh, okay, God. not that. Not that. You All right, you just lost a member. <laughs> okay. Oh wait, no. How do you even know that? Because uh, I have friends in Indiana. And oh. Apparently, the Island Boys are originally from Indiana, mainland Fantastic. USA. Like, I'll try to bring a use. Yeah, mm-hmm. with like foam on their heads. Yeah, it looks like anyway. Yeah. I was really disappointed when they cut their three eleven man. I, I, that's one that's really upsetting. I know oh. so many people that are such huge fans of three eleven. They just didn't click with me, man. They hit every genre I love. Actually, Brian, I do have that as a idea for an yeah. episode too. Let's talk about three eleven. Okay, because they have such a cult following. Is anything to do with the alphabet? Have you heard that? Oh, no, have I've you heard, heard that theory? Heard that. Yeah. That is actually, honestly, probably the most toxic fan base I've ever. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Anyways, go on. <laughs> the this is the the one you're gonna have the most fun with because I know you. Band you would eliminate from history. ACDC. God damn it. ACDC shit, man. These motherfuckers <laughs> are killing me. Yeah. Oh, just wait. Well, There's I more. mean, if you want the same exact drum beat through every single song, <laughs> you don't even have to stop it. Just switch the song. I am not gonna argue with that. ACDC is a thing though. If they're at a music festival I go to and they're gonna play, I'm like, ah, I'll go. Watch like five songs and I go back to my campsite. <laughs> but if if they interfere with another band that you well, want to see, it's no contest. Band, no. They'd be a headliner. Let's be serious for some reason. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's past their bedtime though. Now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The six Hershey bars before he plays. Odd ritual. It's probably in his rider. Do you know about that, man? Edwards? you know about? Angus from ACDC having to cram a bunch of chocolate in his mouth. Are we no. sure it goes in his no. mouth? I've never heard this. They, they, what would Van Halen had? Uh, no brown M and M's. Yeah, the brown no brown M and M's. Yeah, and they put that shit in there just to make sure that they read it. Yep, and it was all about. Stage without them. We had a writer one time, didn't we? Kinda. Remember when we played the icon and Adima played? And you know, pudding. Wait a minute. You played with Edema? Yeah, we played with Edema. Get the fuck out. Yeah, we did. Yeah. That was one we, we had a bigger crowd than they did. I yeah, but I enjoy them. No, I, haven't, I haven't heard your guys stuff, which no I one's seen for Edema. Oh, no. It's hilarious. Yeah. Brian, I have heard your stuff. You gave me an album, didn't you? Yeah. 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 Please don't put that on the internet. Hey, what, do, what do you play? <laughs> what instrument do you play? Guitar. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So guitar, go, guitar, 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 
guitar. Any other instruments, Dave? Okay. Same. I knew I knew there was something. I was like, Dave's a musician. That you're just like me as a guitar player, my man. <laughs> we, we don't like cut to... yourself short. You were good. <laughs> so what what were you what were you trying to ask me about? So when we played the icon, mm-hmm. our almost famous sponsor manager mm, yeah. had to pay manager. had to pay for the writer, right? Which is all the stuff that they want, like catering and whatnot. Do you remember? And they had it. They had the, if you went in the icon, you went straight back. Mm-hmm. This is so Buffalo only, but you had straight back. You went up the stairs right. and there was that little like yeah. VIP yeah. balcony section. That mm-hmm. wasn't really a balcony. And that's where they had all the food and shit set up. Oh, I, yeah. I remember we, we got to go up there. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't remember that because that I, I didn't see any of those guys until they played. Yeah, they, they didn't. They hung up up there. Yeah, they they stayed out in their bus and came in when they played and left. Didn't even say anything to anybody. No, they're losing they're Madonna's. Scared. Yeah, they, so they're, they're, and they do they sucked. Yeah, they were. We legitimately blew them off the stage. I don't know. No, no, he wasn't. No, the original singer of Dima was not in the band anymore. No, wasn't it Jonathan? Davis? Jonathan Davis' stepbrother. Yeah. Oh, no. all right. Most overrated band. Get in there this time. Get right in that mic. Want you to eat it. Mike, get in the mic. Oh. Mike exception. Journey. <laughs> Are they rated? Yeah. Are they? You go, <laughs> <laughs> you go to any any cover band yep. that is out there. And you're gonna hear three or four journey songs. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like it's 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 a constant because people love it. It's mm-hmm. it's it's that's a good choice. Journey's a good choice. And yeah, white people go nuts for journey. Oh, <laughs> dude, I can't stand it. It's beer tent season too. So like, oh, oh you, boy, don't stop. Shut up. Like, <laughs> no, please stop. I do want to stop believing. I want you guys to stop believing <laughs> that this is a good song to play faithfully. Oh, we're at the end of the episode. Fun fact: Did you know that Neil Sean, the guitar player for Journey, was in Santana? Hmm. He was, dude, he played Woodstock and he was 18, I think, when he was in Santana. And then the keyboard player for Santana, Greg Rowley, left, formed Journey, and took Neil Sean with him. That dude's been famous his whole life. I do got to say that um, I didn't want to repeat ACDC again. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, if there's one thing about ACDC, it's that they're the most overplayed of all the bands we've talked about. Yes. I don't think they deserve the airplay that they've gotten. There's I don't a lo- understand why. Yeah. Like, they're- I get it. It's it's good, crunchy rock and roll. But mm-hmm. like, like, Journey, you could justify. Journey, that's there's talent there. Yeah, that dude can sing. I don't know if that lead singer of ACDC has ever a voice that was meant to be heard every day on the radio Mostly for hours at a time. Yeah, most lead singers can't. Sing. Most of them depend on like they, the sound around them. You said it last sound. episode; they fell into like the perfect time. Who? Uh, ACDC. ACDC. Yeah, I think they capitalize on like being in the just well, the see, right place at the, the right thing time. About this is like you know, I don't know how old everybody is, but you know, I'm old enough when uh, Back in Black came out, and that's the first album we went through this last year, last year, mm-hmm. last month with uh, <laughs> Feels the singer like thing. First album with their brand new singer because the old one died. What the fuck is this going to be? Right. Back in Black comes out and you fucking put the record on and you hear the song Back in Black. Or no, the, actually, the album opens up with Hell's Bells. Oh, that's I'm probably like, a third album. The, holy shit. 
Now I'm talking, I was 10 or 11 when that came out mm. and it was mind blowing. It was crazy, dude. Driving past all the older dudes house on my bike had stereo speakers outside on their porch, drinking beers. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, yo, what is that? Say CDC. Holy shit. <laughs> it's mind blowing. When you're 10 or 11 years old. I get you. I get you. I'm when, trying to think of who that was for us. When, when I was a kid, ACDC was actually one of my first favorite bands. Uh, Listen to the money talk was one of my favorite f- first favorite songs that I can like my parents when I was five uh, considered taking me to see ACDC, but then decided against it because I was five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could totally see your, your parents and you rocking out at an ACDC. Absolutely. And uh, highway to hell like that. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite songs just because, you know, as a kid, you know, it's, Good to jam to it. Yeah. It's Fuck it's yeah. got a good groove to it. Yeah, uh, you're it's, learning how to play guitar. <laughs> it's crazy to think that like at five they didn't want to take you. Yet you go to any metal show today, and there's kids four, five, six. Oh. I don't know if that's a good parent or a bad parent. Maybe good because it's bringing them up through the scene. But that's a good parent. I'm, it's not I'm, bad. I'm, I'm waiting to take my kid my my kids to a concert. Right on. <laughs> yeah, um, ACDC Live was like one of my first like couple albums. Like, was. I don't know. They're like my like in middle school. They're like in my top five, like in my my bands originally. Okay. Yeah. And eventually, you know, we just grow out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It definitely feels like that. It feels like um, I don't know. It, it's 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 you feel hard. You feel tough listening to them when you're a little kid. I don't know. They kind of get get like a bravado with them. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I lost them after who made who and that whole maximum overdrive soundtrack. No, that I mean, great movie. Yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> but then I'm like, oh. But but if a band can do that to you, that's good. Yeah, that's what fuels you. And then and then you know Jim Brewer came along and it and made ACDC better than no ACDC. Yeah. No, ACDC. no, he he exposed exactly what they were, and I was like, yeah, that's what I always thought. See, exactly, corny. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was convinced. That the singer of ACDC was actually Edith Bunker from All in the Family. They have (laughs) identical voices. (laughs) Uh, You should. Edith Bunker. Fantastic. What did Matt say? He he said that he thought that the lead singer of ACDC was actually Edith Bunker. (laughs) That's funny. I will. Um, I will say. Years ago, was a uh, you did Christmas show actually at uh, yes. What what's that venue? It's a country venue now up on Main Street. You guys oh, played there. The oh yeah, yeah howdies and Infinity. all that. Yeah. And they had. It's. I don't know if they're local. They local ish. It was a tribute band, Big Balls. Mm. <laughs> I thought it was a fantastic name. And then they come out and they're playing ACDC music. And at first, I was like pissed off. <laughs> but that's the song. It makes and sense. Then, and then I actually enjoyed it. Then it yeah. came around. Like, but that, that's as far as I've gotten to see in ACDC. Gotcha. They're they're it's they're good background music. Like if there's, mm, I disagree. Got, I don't see. I when so when uh, when <laughs> I had when I had season tickets for the Bills, <laughs> the guys that we tailgated, we I know constantly would play ACDC. worst tailgate of my life. Eh, it, it wasn't <laughs> so bad, but it was. I don't know. It just it just seems like it's good stuff just to have on in the background while you're, you know you're just background noise. You're not listening to it. You're not paying attention to it. But it's. I don't know. This Sorry. mic stand's gonna fall, uh, fall apart if we're passing back and forth. Like, nobody, unless it's like me, is gonna get mad at it. Like standing around drinking beers <laughs> and whatnot in the yard, playing yard games. 
And then you got know, like, yeah, somebody, me, turn that off. Yeah. <laughs> but, Wait, are you trying to say that none of us would do that too? Because I'm pretty sure we would. I'm just, I'm just, I, I didn't want to speak for all of us here. No, it's fine. Yeah. You know, well, you, you cover for me. So, all right, cool. So, yeah. <laughs> Both of us would ask you to turn it off. All right. Well, uh, let, majority of people wouldn't. Let's see if ACDC pops up again the rest of the episode. We'll leave them aside for now. Let's it's, hope not. It's time to finally get into what will be a monthly staple with this podcast, which is the customary and the inaugural voting out of some <laughs> poor schmuck. Of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, let's just be honest right now. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, man, and I had a, had a discussion earlier today. Uh, we were talking about our recording situation. So divided in genre now. He uh, he brought up some good points uh, we discussed. And it's you can look at the Hall of Fame in two ways. You can look at it as a justification for someone's talent and upstanding um, place in rock and roll history. You know, some of them are, you can't not have them in. They have to be in because of record sales or the way they change the sound forever, things like that. But the one thing I want to take out of the hall of fame, and we may have disagreed a little bit on this or kind of agreed, which is I think the rock and roll hall of fame, just like any hall of fame is more or less the, the idea is, can you tell the story of rock and roll without this band? That's one thing that like comes in my head. Like I compare it to the NFL, like hall, like the pro football hall of fame. Joe Namath is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He is nothing without that Super Bowl win. Without beating the Colts in Super Bowl Four and calling a shot and blah, blah, blah. That's big-time history stuff, right? That deserves to be acknowledged in the Hall of Fame. Are there bands that are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame where they're like that? Mm-hmm. Did they get on name recognition? Did they get on their, um, I don't know, like sex appeal? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like some of them, I, I'm like looking, I'm like, how the hell did you get in? Here's one. There's some ter- terrible bands, in my opinion. So this is going to be very interesting. I hope we come up with a consensus because that's the point of all this. We're picking one band after talking this all out, and uh, or artist, and they're gone forever. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. do I get rid of them so from we, my Spotify, or so who gets to drive down to yeah. Cleveland <laughs> and rip their shit out? Rip their shit right yep. Out. If we pick mine, I will do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Nate, road trip. Nate wants to go first, and I, I feel I'm going with my gut on this one. I think I want to let him go first, and then uh, just I'll, I'll go around the room. And uh, Matt, uh, if you don't mind, we'll we'll leave you for last. You totally fine with a thumbs up. All right, ahead, nod. So the artist that should be taken out of the Hall of Fame is Green Day. <laughs> they have no right being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They no talent. Their songs all sound the same. It's repetitive. I don't even think they're good writers. What? I I don't know why they're in there. <laughs> they suck. Flat out suck. You said earlier, there's no wrong opinion. You know, there's nothing right, nothing wrong. Yeah. yeah. If somebody doesn't think they suck, they're wrong. <laughs> I Green Day does not belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I had to say, I, I agree with them because they, if we're doing this every episode, they were going to be brought up. I do, but, I do think they're low hanging fruit. Huh? I do think they're low hanging fruit. They're I think the they're easily easy, easy. low hanging. They're on the ground. I, I, I do th- I do think they there. stand out in a way that other artists that we're going to bring up necessarily don't. I think Alex and I have a match. By the way, just calling a shot right now. <laughs> I think <it> was <laughs> Green Day though, they're kind of like the pioneers, of like pop punk. Whether you like it or like like it or not, they kind of have that. They're 
they're mm-hmm. kind of that legacy. No, no Blink One Eighty Two without them. Then things like that. Well, that that's what mm-hmm. I was gonna say because, like, I mean, they're I don't I hate it because they do suck. I agree, and I can't stand Green Day, but they are like sort of responsible for pop punk. So and Nate says that's a bad thing. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I yeah. like some pop punk. Get out I, of here. Uh the world would be a better place without pop punk. Oh it would have oh, come off it. It would have eliminated emo kids and Oy. good with that. I don't know. I don't know if we get bands like Avenged Sevenfold and stuff like that. I don't know if without we get a Treyu without them. I don't know. Without Green? I don't know, dude. It, it you it's a that, snowball effect. That, that is a bold opinion. It's a snowball I, effect. You no, never I, know where the influence is coming from. Scene, scene kids, come, man. You're, you're talking about scene kids. You're talking about kids mm-hmm. going to Hot Topic and picking out whatever cool shirt they see and okay, not even knowing the name of the like band. Te- technical band, man. Wait, I mean, yeah, all very. Come from concerts. Hey, Brian. Yeah, but can we can we just go over something quickly that I hey, had learned if you can't that make might that help bring some clarity to, to this? Sure, not, man. Well, all right, Green Day as much Hold as on. he does. Yeah, I I get it, but. I'll tell you, that Dookie record came out, and I dug it. Mm-hmm. It was a good record, you know? That might be their best, in my opinion. It got progressively worse. And I'm like... It got progressively bad, worse. Man. I hate but their new stuff with a passion. Yeah, it became more rock. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. Fake fake politicism is another thing that bothers me. It's like, you're not the fucking Clash, bro. Calm down. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they probably drew inf- influence from them. Well, for sure. For What's sure. that really slow, depressing song Green Day had? Or Wake Me Up When September Ends? I think that was it. It was like our uh, our main prom song, my senior prom. Oh, come oh, on. Depressing. Time of my life. Yeah, time of my life. Oh, yeah. that's, that's the one. That was that was almost everybody from like our yeah. general age group. That was everybody. Oh, for sure. Uh, what what are you trying to teach us here, man? May I ask us a little? So I did a little bit of research, as you know, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm. And I was equally frustrated for the same point that was previously raised about Green Day, which was somebody didn't think that they had talent, right? And so I, I delved into what the requirements are to be nominated into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Has anybody looked at this? No, I didn't dive that deep. I saw Green Day and I ended my search. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, but just to give you guys a little bit of background. So in order for an artist to be nominated, first of all, they don't even have to be the writers of the material. They can be just the performer of the material. Um, but what's really interesting about this is they also include non-performers and side people. So let's say you were to come in as a second singer to a band and then they were to get nominated. You could essentially get nominated into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, even though you didn't write any of the material. It's also not based on sales, popularity, which label the group is on, or anything other than their impact on rock and roll. Okay. I get you. Yeah. Okay. So w- what Matt was saying there, uh, for those of that folks, like me and Doug, uh, t- we're totally zooming in next time. Anyways, <laughs> uh, he's he was growing down the criteria of how you get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and kind of like how does a band like Green Day necessarily fall into like that? Because it wasn't because of popularity. It wasn't necessarily because of how much they sold. The panel, whoever votes on this stuff, judge them on the fact that they deemed them to be somebody that helped change and create a new sound of rock and roll. That makes mm-hmm. that makes total sense. It's, it's why hip-hop is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yep. 
and the None only of other those will ever say I love rock and roll, and at the same time, you may love hip hop, but you wouldn't put them. You're not putting them in the same basket, probably. But they are. You go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you see Run DMC. You see, say, unless there's a crossover. I don't. I don't think they change the name then to like music. The, the people right. have said that it, it's yeah. it's going to get harder not to. It's going to well, get harder not to change. Yeah. 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 I have a Hall of Fame. Uh, book is not associated. I sound mad about this. It wasn't. It's not associated with the Hall of Fame itself, but it goes through the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And Eminem's got his own chapter in there. He's not in the Hall of Fame yet, but it, they like a big bull print. Eminem. And it's like okay, okay, I I get what you're saying already. You're like, why is a rapper? But you got to acknowledge that rap and rock and roll are the same thing now. It's all driving from the same place, brought together through like new metal. You a lot of go back and listen to a lot of samples and stuff like that. I mean, those artists that they're sampling are already in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And those, those early '90s rappers were they were on they toured with with hard rock metal bands. Yeah, they were on Lollapalooza. And yeah, they Lollapalooza. Were, they were, yeah, they were radio where some of them. In What's a big festival right values? now? Yeah, Family Bells, and there's another festival like right now where I still see them. Like, wow, they Warp Tour, Warp Tour. Like, Warped I think, I think, um, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Eminem did Warp Tour. Didn't he? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I wish I would have gotten to the Up and Smoke tour. Yummy. <laughs> Biggest whiff in my life. Okay. So, Green Day. Out, out, hot. I love it. Let's go to Dave for the next one. All right. This this might be a little ignorance on my part because I looked at I was looking at the list. I'm just like, why the hell are they in this in here? But T Rex. Who? Oh, T-Rex. boy. T Rex. <laughs> you went deeper than I did. And I'm just like, why? Like, <laughs> Bang a gong? Get it on. Basically, that's the only song. Oh, that's oh, that's them. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> well, I know like, is it like, were they really that relevant? Like maybe it's just it was before my time, and I just didn't get it. I know you're I right. Think, I think that dude. Uh, I can't remember his name, but the dude, the singer, the main guy who formed Team Rex. There's some fucked up story behind this guy, and. I think that might be the whole reason why he's in there. Like he was in some other bands and like he fucked them over. Like this dude was one of the most driven people out there and finally kind of made it famous real quick. And maybe that just did it. I don't know, man. I think it's just a story behind this guy, but yeah, I mean, what the, okay. You got one hit. I was going to say, didn't influence. Was it a hit? Dude. I don't think I'll, if you had never brought this up again, I never would have thought of that. Well, that's a song big enough again. hit for who? who Are they a one top 50 wonder? Somebody covered it. It's on commercials. I, I've heard that's where yeah. I most, most know it from. Hmm. Not even on the radio. Bang on gone. Get it on. Right. That song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some, some other band covers it. Too. Uh, <laughs> they're out too. I don't know. If they ever get in, that band's out too. <laughs> Annoy Ross. Oh, I thought you said Henry Rollins. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I, 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 there's a lot of people like that. It's like, really? For real? They're, they definitely deserve to be voted out. I'll say mm-hmm. that right now. That's a good choice. Did you say for real or for real? Your, your Green Day so, may, may not make it, Nate. So, so T Rex uh, started in 1967. So I'm not familiar with the artist. I don't uh, even recognize 70. the song that you guys are talking about. So if you heard it, if I, if yeah. I heard it, I would, but I don't, I don't know it. Oh, I did a flawless rendition. Thank you very much. That was pretty accurate. Yeah. And bang on gone, get it on. Okay. Um, <laughs> so they were together for, uh, they were active for 10 years, 67 to 77. 
So I don't know if their sound was original enough in that time period that mm. that's what got them in. I don't, mm. I don't know. That's just, that's, you know, if we're trying to come up with a reason why they're in there, this band's in the hall of fame for being the first band to ever say the word gong in a song. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. We, we found, we, we, that's it. We broke it down. Good choice. Very strong candidate. I, I believe stronger than green day at this point. <laughs> T-Rex encountered a popularity in the UK comparable to that of the Beatles with a run of 11 singles in the UK top 10. Who gave the Brits, I, I who gave the Brits UK a vote in the Hall of Fame? This is yeah. ridiculous. I really yeah, question the, the UK. Be all and all of music? Yeah. Fix your teeth, then talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> stop calling French fries chips. <laughs> That's right. And stop boiling all your meats. Yeah. It's weird. Oh. Stop boiling meats. Grill marks. Alex, um, we're going to do something unique here. I think you and I are going to on go the count of three. We're, me and you're going to say at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I don't feel that strong anymore. Uh, I'm kind of looking at you. And I'm like, Alex, fucked it up. I didn't do a goddamn thing. <laughs> Maybe I'll just let you go first. Well, <sighs> yeah, I, I like the countdown. You yeah. you built it up. You got to yeah. do it. Okay. Wait, wait, All right, here well. we go. And, All right. And... <laughs> Five. Four. <laughs> Three, Eight second countdown. Two, one. Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you, you bastards! Yeah. You could wait. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, that's my pick too. I'll throw it in there. <laughs> I, oh, Doug's, Doug's <laughs> pick too. We got All three of us. All right. All right. So, the I, way the way I want to take this, first off, a personal gripe. I because I'm from Buffalo. Like, well, Bill's area. Yeah. Bills fan. What he tried to do. Get the fuck out of here. Yep. And then talk shit. Talk shit afterwards, and then lie about it. Remember yeah. the band? Remember when "Deadliest the Catch" band? was the most memorable song? <laughs> the band on Bon Jovi here. Oh yeah, no Bon Jovi, Bon Jovi, Bon Jovi, Bon Jovi on the jukebox. I call him Bob Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Star Wars character. He deserve the respect of his common or his uh, actual name, common name. I think you have you sit next to me with me hogging the mic is working out. You project <laughs> well. You get good projection. Are you hearing yourself back in the headphones? Sort of, yeah. I think you are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go back to Doug, Dougie. though. Let's go back to Doug, because I skipped over him, but I, I, I wanted me and Alex to get it out of the way, because I knew that me and him were on the same... I, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't say it. I think this one around, if there's three on one, it's pretty much the call. It's pretty close, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm in, I already know what Matt's voting. He wants to pull it out, but he'll have to wait for another <laughs> episode, I guess, for his... Uh, Doug, why why did you pick them? Because they did nothing for music. All they were was a run-of-the-mill fucking glam band. That's all they were. They were like everybody else. Sure, they had a bunch of hits, and they got lucky to kind of stick around for a while. You know, they crossed over. John Bon Jovi went to the country realm with that chick from um, Sugarland or whatever the hell one of those bands are. Oh, shit. I don't even know know what I'm talking about. I don't even know what you're talking about. All right. So he (laughs) he did this duet with one of these chicks that was a country singer and he kept the name alive by doing that stuff you know what i mean and all that and it's like they did nothing they're not influential they did not change music whatsoever they they were just like i said just a run-of-the-mill big hair country or uh glam band in the 80s and the see it pisses me off too because the fact that they're in there, and there's one band in particular that I I won't bring up. The Scorpions, I know, I hear you. Is not in there. 
I'm like, how the fuck is this band not in the, but Bon Jovi <laughs> and Bon Jovi lead led me to green day. And it leads me to a bunch of other bands, which kind of makes my picks easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Bon Jovi makes my picks. easy. If we keep this going beyond just one year, two years, and once we get into year three, we're going to be really struggling. Like and we might be changing main topic approach then, <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're, don't ruin my fun. <laughs> but to add to what you said, I actually went to a list of bands that are in there and Bon Jovi was on there and I'm like, all right, this road itself. And <laughs> a suggestion for an alternate or like who should be there and not them that was in the article was Iron Maiden. Yeah. Oh, you see what Bruce, right there with Bruce, me. Bruce, Boom. Bruce exactly. The band that I was going to say. Boom. He'll turn it down. Dude, the fact that freaking Iron Maiden is not in the Hall of Fame is mm-hmm. it, it just I, I can't comprehend it. I cannot comprehend it because you take all the rock bands in the Hall of Fame and you go, did you like Iron Maiden? I guarantee you. Fuck all, yeah. All of them will go. Fuck yeah. Maine's badass. Yes, they're badass. Yeah. Everybody fucking loved Iron. Uh, most people did. Yeah. They fell away, you know, just like, you know, the way I felt with ACDC, you know, it's like I loved ACDC, but then they hit a point and it's like, all right, whatever, yeah. you know, you guys, you know, well, whatever, sir- you had your time. But the point of the matter is, is a band like Iron Maiden not being in there and a piece of garbage band like freaking Bon Jovi. Come on. There's nothing. They did nothing different than any other band that came out in the 80s that was like them. Nothing. No. No. So. Would Bon Jovi be like the Nickelback of back then? Ooh. Well, sure. Yeah, even worse. Ooh. Nickelback then. <laughs> that's, that's a really good point because I feel like the one thing that set apart Bon Jovi they from make, they make other bands that could have been... Easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say again, man. No, he raised a really good point, which is that's the one thing that Bon Jovi and Nickelback have in common, which is that they both really found a way to commercialize rock music. Yeah, they became like the epitome of it, and changed rock in a lot of people's minds for the worse. Right, like it, it kind of turned away from that, which was a good thing. But yeah, you know, it's the one. So they really sort of opened the floodgates. So in twenty five years, so one of the other rules, Brian, is that you have to you have to have a record that's at least twenty five years old. Okay, to get inducted. So when Nickelback hits twenty five years old, does that mean then that they get inducted into the Hall of Fame? They'll be in. For the same reason? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll probably be in. They'll be in. Yeah. Yeah, they will. So, in this instance, they're essentially just like a gateway drug. Bon Jovi's the gateway <laughs> drug for trashy artists to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, maybe there's a few more along, I'll, even earlier than that. We'll find out. Um, do you have something unique, Gallardo? Do you have a different band that hasn't been yes. mentioned? Have, have we brought them up already in the podcast? No? Okay. Here we go. Gallardo's got something. I didn't make it far down the list. Uh, the Bee Gees. Oh, come on. <laughs> I hate I hate disco, too, but... <laughs> Did it change disco? What did they do? They didn't have to change disco, but I think they're... They were they're just another smack one within gap. the genre. No, I think they were like a big part of... I don't think you have disco without Bee Gees. Yeah, I, we got three dudes up there singing with their nuts twisted up. <laughs> I, I think of disco and... I think of disco and the BGs is one of the artists that I think of. Yeah. Like it's they're, they're synonymous. Right. Yeah. They are disco. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I I I think 
I don't like disco, but that's I'm, who I think of. I'm starting a new segment, and so, it's so, called Mike Mike's Corner of Bands That Just Suck. And Mike gets to go <laughs> off for five minutes on just how a band just sucks and all the reasons why. And he's not wrong. I hate. I think disco sucks too, dude. It's terrible. It's the same thing. It's the same. It's thing why it's what's to make Kiss Kiss one of the worst bands ever. Kiss, kiss thank you. Sold kiss, out for disco, man. Dude, Boo. It, it was it was Kiss or the Bee Gees, and the Bee Gees annoy me more. Yeah, Kiss is Kiss, kiss at least got a few cool anymore. tunes. But it's the same thing. <laughs> with green yeah, yeah, and cool makeup and shit, and bleeding tongues. Yeah, they, that's why I'll never vote out Kiss. Yeah. Brian, this to me is. I think though that Green Day, there still would have been pop punk without Green Day. Other artists came out in the same time that was similar enough where the genre still would have taken off. The worst what if game in history. It's it's. Any, I, I hate it. I well, hate it. it. People bring up like people say, "Well, you wouldn't have this if not for the Beatles." Definitively, and it's like, no, dummy. No, of course not. You it, can't say that. It could have taken. It could have taken one actual punk band mixed with anybody in like subgenre to create pop punk. Yeah, it didn't have to be Green Day. Offspring came out around the same time. Oh, Dougie, any words on Offspring? Oh, wait, did I do that? They're not in the Hall of Fame, are they? Thank you. Doug's gonna. Doug's gonna. Every time that their names brought up, he's gonna start an online protest. No, I. I out. Honestly, I think he's gonna have an aneurysm every time they get brought no, up. I hope not. That's too many aneurysms. Start a fund me right that's, now. That's that's one too many medical expenses. Uh, very strong choice as far as a band that we can all agree we never want to listen to. Uh, but as far as existing in the Hall of Fame, I'm fine. I don't care. Whatever. There's a lot of bands I don't listen to there in the Hall of Fame. Like this next one, Matt. Uh, not a huge fan of this person's catalog. You're definitely going to ruffle some feathers. Like I said, not within this podcast uh, recording uh, group members here, but as far as maybe some of the listeners, I don't know. I would hope that if you listen to the intro track, though, you would know, you would know, like, all right, they're eventually going to bring up this artist. Yes. So let me just preface this by, and I think this touches a little bit on everybody else's sense of frustration, which is, you don't have to be a rock band to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You merely have to influence rock. So bands like the Bee Gees that influence glam rock, right? Like you don't have to be a rock artist to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is, in my mind, makes it a bit of a misnomer because you're not celebrating rock. You're celebrating the things that have changed rock, right? Um, and I feel like that's a big area of contention. In general, I mean, even looking through all the comment threads of like, this band shouldn't be inducted because they're not rock. Well, I don't know why they continue to say that, oh, you know, we're only going to be elevating or nominating rock artists when they're only celebrating people who have influenced rock. So all of that being said, Brian, I know I'm going to ruffle a lot of feathers with this choice, but I would. I'd, I'd take Elvis off the list. He's got to go. He hasn't written. He hasn't written one song. He has never written one song. How are you going to tell me that somebody who hasn't written one song deserves to be on a list? But that's the right. And for somebody who had essentially taken music from minorities at a time when their music, when the, it wouldn't be popularized because of who they were. So white person comes in and says, oh, I could do this with somebody else's voice and they get famous because because of it. And don't accept any of the responsibility for that. This yeah. guy didn't write one song. He shouldn't be in there. 
uh, that's uh, worse to me than writing bad songs. His later, his later stuff is is he recorded his own stuff. He wrote his own stuff. He wrote uh, four songs. Four songs he co-wrote. Okay, there we go. How is it for getting famous for basically being a puppet with talent? Right, and that's my frustration with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, you don't have to have ownership. You could be a Kiss cover band and release like a polka version of Kiss. And as long as it's 25 years old and as long as it's influenced rock or become a meme or some shit, like you get to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like to me, that doesn't make sense. Which is why our list will be infinitely better. Our Hall of Fame (laughs) will be the end all be all. But is it it relevant anymore? Is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame relevant? I was having that thought I don't think so. Oh, probably not. I, I people get so mad though it's fun. Oh, it's based on the get so wide mad. range of genres funneling into one spot that yeah. aren't rock. Yeah, and there's just so much crap that gets put in there that like what what really do you put into it? There's there's nothing to really take out of it. It's just a bunch of random. It seems like if they sold a lot of records, you're in. You're popular. Cool. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cool in the aspect of it's, it's, it's basically a museum for all this stuff. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I think that part of it's cool. Um, uh, some of these, mm-hmm. it's like some of these artists, yeah, like why? Mm-hmm. Like, ugh, I get I'm disgusted. <laughs> get that mic on my face. <laughs> I don't me, want to talk about this. You know, to I, me, I, it's the whole thing with Elvis. I, I, I don't mm-hmm. know, man. I don't think I disagree he's I mean, not little richard was doing shit like he yeah. was before even elvis right sure yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah so it's like he just kind of just continued on i think what elvis really did and i hope this doesn't sound terrible but he brought that music that you know back then like little richard being a color gentleman he brought it to the white people he's whitewashing and, for and sure he just yeah, and for sure. now all of a sudden all these people like it. For, and it's like, okay, cool. And yeah, he was a glorified freaking cover artist, man. He was yeah. very nice to look There's at. two though. different Elvises yeah. that exist. Two, <laughs> there should be oh, two Elvises in the... In, yeah. There should be two Elvises in the Hall of Fame if you're going to put him in there. <laughs> Young Elvis and then big, fat Vegas Elvis. Yeah. Because they are two totally different people, man. I, so love, I love that he would pull out his gun and shoot the uh, TV every time pat oh crap he had a feud with a guy and on the tip of my tongue before i started talking of course that's the way it works but he would he would, if he was sitting in his front of his tv and one of this music artists would come on he blows tv up no hmm. probably also a third elvis that should have been locked up yeah i mean him him and, and johnny cash and those boys running around were getting themselves into a whole lot of trouble mm-hmm. back yeah, then they were. yeah that's ryan cool. how how I'd planned to start this conversation off was to say Elvis is to rock and roll what NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys are to R&B and what Limp Bizkit and Kid Rock are to rap. Oh, shots fired at Alex. Oh, wait, 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 he put Kid Rock and Limp Bizkit in the same spot. I said what they are to rap. I'm so glad you're not here right now. <laughs> right, who are you defending? Uh, Limp like, Biscuit, man. Yes. I saw, them soundtrack live. Of my I saw them live and they were terrible. Oh, my God. They're lucky that Metallica was playing on the same stage, or else they would have been the worst band that night. <laughs> so, that band, oh. So when when you when you brought up Elvis, like my first thought was, like it's similar to part of like the issue that I brought up with in the last episode with the Beatles, where I feel like like both of them, like what they 
brought to pop culture is like just the public just gushing over this artist and these people for yep they think they're cute they were you cute know, they, yeah. They, yeah you know and he got a voice that uh gets them gets them all yeah. worked up at least at least the beatles actually wrote their own stuff true and got and got better in my opinion <laughs> as musicians george harrison grows immensely as a musician from the first album to when they finally break up i'm like We'll get to that. He's a, he he deserves in a lot of ways to be on a Mount Rushmore of guitar players, just because of I I think that he he kept the progress moving. We gotta get to the next uh, topic. <laughs> so we're already already in agreement on this side of the room. Uh, it's it's Bon Jovi. Anyone have a problem with that? Fuck off, Bon Jovi. I'm on I'm on board, Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi out. It works for me. Yeah, Matt, you're right, Bon Jovi. Yeah, Bon Jovi's gone. Bon day or the Jovi. inaugural Hall of Fame on induction. Veto. <laughs> the veto. The elimination. Uh I, I would love to know what's actually they have there. You know, as far as like memorabilia. Very, very small. I would think so. Like it's, it's big, like a belt. It's, it's a big building. It's a white belt. <laughs> but it's also very small segments of everything. Yeah. I had an idea where we should just start our own version and we can rescue people. You want to rescue people? We can rescue people from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, really? Like oh, all the okay. good artists. And we'll start our own and be like, you guys don't want to be part of this. Let's oh, he go died. over here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, I'm. You know what I'm doing? I'm going back and I'm just pulling all those. Briti- the second British invasion of all the uh, punk bands. I'm pulling all of them out. Get, nice. Give me the Clash. Give me the Sex Pistols. Mm-hmm. Give that, that whole genre. We're gonna pull you out first, and we're gonna set you aside because you you don't you you're good. <laughs> you can yep. stay over here. I'm taking Bob Dylan in a good way or a bad way. You no, in a good way. Oh, no, good way. no, like as far as like you guys legitimately changed music forever. Putting them, let's put the, you over here because you're one of a kind. We'll where put other them in bands the untouchable are area. Yeah. Uh. Okay. We're actually moving along pretty good here. We'll see. We'll see. Uh. Um. As far as what we got left, this topic. Uh, was a huge discussion on the group chat. Hard to narrow down exactly what first album we wanted to uh, banter over because that's what's going to end up happening here. Uh, I think we got some strong defenders and very strong uh, attackers, which is fair. I'm, and I, I can, I'm, it's fine. You guys can go after the Beatles. Okay, we're reviewing the uh, Beatles White Album. There are many Beatles albums to choose from. Many of them are influential. Many of them are obviously very popular. Uh, the one we chose is the White Album, or just the Beatles, which is technically how it was. Re- you know, it only became the White Album till later on. I think it first came out. It was just called the Beatles. So uh, first, let me get this out of the way. Without the White Album, maybe we don't have the Manson murders. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. A lot of things perfectly aligned there. A lot of drugs. Uh, you know, a crazy person at the helm of the group, you know, Manson. And then uh he stumbled upon a, an album that was a little more out there. They're on drugs, things interpreted one way or another. But uh yeah, the uh, Manson murders uh were justified by Helter Skelter and so many other songs off of the white album. Which is a fun fact. That's my fun fact for the episode. Let's see. Uh, what was the full title for that warm gun? Happiness is a warm Happiness. gun. I love that song. That is like one of maybe oh five that I knew on that album. Okay. Well. So I'm the rookie here. 
let's start. Do we want to do, I was wondering, do we want to do track by track? Is that something we wanted to do? Review track by track. Do you want to do just an overall? So I listened to it uh, a whole one time. So if we go track by track, I'm not going to know mm-hmm. song, you know, track by track. Mm-hmm. If that's what you want to do, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's fine. I think we can. If you, if you have think- something to say about the uh, song we're talking about, then uh, chime in. Uh, if not, then shut up, I guess. I don't know. Uh, well, do you, do you want to, do you want to do like a uh, go around and we'll, kind of give like an overall Let's do that first. Opinion. You're right. Overall pass fail. And then kind of go and then kind of go. Let's start with the man in the box. Matt Edwards. That was an Alice Chains reference. Thank you for that, Brian. You're welcome. Um, So one thing that I learned today about this album was that it was one of the first Beatles albums to use the bass six, which is essentially a guitar scale instrument that is tuned in octave lower as a bass. It is my favorite instrument. And I didn't know that the Beatles were the first to popularize it on this album. So I love you. Yep. You're my opening favorite track back in the USSR. That's a, um, a bass six on there. They use it on like three or four other tracks in there as well. And they're very rare. So only like new order. And there was like another band in the eighties, uh, the cure use them, but they're not very popular at all. Thoughts on the album. One of the things that really stuck out to me apart from other Beatles albums um, is that this one felt a lot more intimate from a recording perspective. Everything was, was very close. It was very dry sounding. You didn't get a lot of reverbs in it. Um, And so that was one thing that I actually really appreciated about it. But as a whole, to me, it felt like four side projects, right? I think the four Beatles in whole only appear on like 16 of the 30 some odd tracks. So it's not even like they're on all of the tracks together. To me, it felt like a lot of solo albums that they just kind of put together as an album. Kind of like a double album in a way. It is. It, it is. If you can't tell that Matt has spent a lot of time in college, <laughs> just from the way he articulates, uh, now you realize that my, that definitely comes across. He's my smartest friend. He makes uh, me feel Brian. smart and dumb at the same time. <laughs> I I agree with you with the uh, with how you know each it, it's the songs are so different. I know that each of each of the members of the band did write their own songs. And I know that they struggled to get some of the other artists to cooperate with them when they're recording the songs. I know, I think it was a uh, while my guitar, guitarist uh, gently weeps. They brought Eric Clapton in to uh, record. I, th- I think it was Eric Clapton yeah. to, uh, to record on it. I think it was uh, George. Hey, man, yeah. Wrote that song. George, George Harrison and Eric Clapton used to be best right. friends until George Harrison stole Eric Clapton's wife. So, so he brought <laughs> Eric Clapton in on it to try and get the other guys to take it more seriously. Right. And I mean, the other part I think driving this is that it was mostly written on one acoustic guitar while they were in India on some like meditation retreat. So the songs weren't actually composed as a full band. They were these sort of one-offs as they were, you know, in India. So I think that played a large part in it as well. I like it. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Um, yeah, right. Uh, why don't we move over to Dougie for this one? All right. Well, the Beatles' White Album is the single album that got me into the Beatles. I did not like the Beatles at all. 
for a very long time. And it's because of she loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop bubblegum bullshit. I hate that whole era of the Beatles. I can't stand it. You know, there and a lot of these English bands came over and they were like that where the Rolling Stones were the same way. They came over. What are they? All short haircuts, dressed in suits and ties. You know, these guys are rock stars, you know, and it's like, look at us. We're dapper, you know, and whatever. (laughs) But I I just couldn't take it. And then all of a sudden, I just, I don't know why I listened to the White Album. And I'm like, this fucking record is unbelievable. There's a couple of real stinkers on there. And they throw it sometimes they feel like they just throw songs on an album just for the sake of i don't know filler taking up space i i I don't know some of these songs just really there's a couple on there but the different styles of that album are just incredible i mean you got oh you can you can almost just pick out oh that's a mccartney song that's a fucking Lennon song. Oh, oh sure. Savoy Truffle. Oh, that's George Harrison song. Yeah. I, I could be wrong on that. I don't know, Matt, if you know that for a fact or not. But um, one of the most beautiful fucking songs I've ever heard is on that song. And it's I think it might be the very last song. Ringo Starr sings it. It's called Good Night. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what it is about that song. Like, I just sit there and I just go. Oh man, yeah, it's time for bed. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for letting me know, Ringo. Man, I really appreciate it. You know, yeah. it's just it's just beautiful to me. You know, he also let you know when it's time to go to Shining Time Station, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's just so many things about that record, you know. And like, you want to bring up George Harrison, the different guitar tones that guy has on there. Some of these guitar tones are just gnarly, friggin'. Like, what did you do? I mean, these records came out so long ago. I mean, they didn't have Ampegs and shit like that. They were playing through freaking little Vox combos. Right. You know what I mean? What the hell did you do to that amp to freaking sound like that? So, <laughs> Doug, does can Doug hear me? It really is. No, Doug can't hear you, but hold on. Oh, yeah. And uh, that just, that record just single-handedly changed everything that I thought about the Beatles. And, um, Matt, I can hear you now. Anyways, but, um, you know, there is that that beef. You know, you listen to a lot of people and they'll go, well, you know, the White Album is their best. No, Revolver is. No, White. No, the White Album is by far, I think, their best record. Absolutely 100%. Yeah. So, Doug, to your point, you were talking a little bit about the guitar tone. And one of the things that I had discovered in my research um, is that the way they accomplished getting that heavy, fuzzy, just, you know, wall of sound with their guitars would essentially would they would um, distort the signal on the preamp of uh-huh. the microphone. And that would cause like a double distortion. Right. So you'd have your first distortion return the gain up all the way on the amp. Right. And then as the signals going into the mixer, they turned that all the way up to the gain on that. So that's what gave it that heavy crunch. Gotcha. That's yep. so cool. Yeah, it, it, that's it, so cool. But you want to know something? The, they they figure that out, and then previous to that, you got the Kinks. Okay, the Kinks came out, and you listen to the, yeah. the I can't remember the one brother's name, but he was the guitar player, and he had the pretty gnarly freaking guitar sound. 
And you know what he did? Just punched out the freaking speakers. Oh my god! Nice. He literally just busted rock, the man. paper in the speakers. I love and turned, punk rock. And, and turned his freaking amp all the way up. Fucking awesome. You know what I'm saying, dude? Mm. But this is what these dudes did back then. They yeah. figured this shit out. Yeah. Dude, not only just the Beatles, but um, what's his name? George Martin, the producer, has so much to do with the Beatles sound also with like your guitar gently weeps. You hear that guitar sound and that wobble where it's slowing down, but speeding up and slowing down. They literally just took their fingers and just slowed down the freaking tape and let go and pushed on it and got that sound like that. I mean, that's creative fucking Mm -hmm. shit, dude. The Beatles did a, a lot more for music than a lot of people know. And I will say this, and Matt, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but all those records, all those hits, the Beatles didn't even barely ever really tour. Right. They never really played live. And not only that, they were only together as a professional recording artist signed for six years. Yep. Hmm. They did all that shit in fucking six years. Between 62 and 66, they put out six albums i think it's crazy dude yeah can i throw out a weird thought with them messing with distortion and all that could that be one of the heavier influences for tom morello well sure i mean you know i mean i don't know well tom's got a lot of artists that he gets to lean on tom took a lot of pedals dude that a lot of people looked at that whammy pedal Mm -hmm. the first time i saw that thing i'm like the fuck is this thing Hey man, we, we, okay, great, fun, wow. <laughs> you know, two two minutes later, I would have put that damn thing aside. But you know, these people—they're creative fucking people out there, and they fucking use the shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. They figure out, well, this could be part of my shit. You know, but it's the same thing. You know, e- even dude, even Ringo Starr. A lot of people don't think Ringo Starr is a great drummer because he's dude. Not. Just watch Ringo Starr in those freaking in those old footage, uh, live footage. Um, bits that you can see when they just came over and shit and uh, girls are going gaga over him dude he's on this like kitchen table with that's his drum riser and he is fucking rocking the shit out of these drums dude he is fucking hammering the fuck out dude he's playing this shit he might not fucking play technical stuff yeah but he plays that shit because he fucking means it and you watch him play, dude, and it's like, God it's damn, really dude. basic set too, isn't it? He's he's yeah. he's my favorite Free. drummer to bring up as far as just knowing know your place and know that you're not adding anything to the group that needs to be added right now. You just just go ahead and keep the beat and yeah. keep keep the things turning because what's coming out on the other side is fantastic mm-hmm. and don't mess with it. AKA you know I mean? ACDC drummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh Alex, your takeaways from the White Album? Well, it's a little far from my normal day-to-day listening, although eclectic as I am. I literally knew only by hearing them again about six, seven tracks. Okay. So it's tough for me to really dive in on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I did give it a twice through, which is three hours of my time. <laughs> and, Sorry about that. Yeah, it's all right. Um, but I don't know, like you can tell even one playthrough, you can tell like sounds you've heard modern day, you could tell are almost direct pulls from them. 
<laughs> and yeah, I really don't have too much more to say about it. Okay. Uh, now we're getting into the more contentious uh, side of the podcast here. Let's rumble. Gallardo, I'm going to swing this baby over to you and you can spill your guts on how much Back you hated it. it. Listen, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I love the sound that made it. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad going uh, to him. I'm not going to lie. I didn't do my complete homework assignment. Mike's been eliminated from the podcast. <laughs> it, you know, it's 47 songs. Uh, was it 30, 30? Was it 30 songs? Might as well be 47 songs. songs. An hour and a half. It's not that Only an hour and a half. Yeah, but I can't. I'm not just sitting around listening to music at home unless I'm drinking and. You're not going to get my attention for an hour and a half. Mm-mm. No, I, I put it on, and um, I do. I mean, I do know a handful of songs on the album. Um, I don't. I'm on the side of the Beatles are overrated. Uh, I don't hate the Beatles, man. Don't stick me on this side of the room, or stick me on this side of the room. I don't care. I thought you declared it. Oh, I declare they're the most overrated man. Well, you the don't 60s. hate. Them. No, I don't hate them. Did you sit him like in between the people that like him, that like the Beatles and the people that hate the Beatles? He I'm should right. be right in the middle. He's on the end of a couch. So oh, he's right. See he's my right thumb there. Me. We're on a twin. <laughs> nice. We're, we're on a love seat. We're on the love seat. <laughs> but um, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't like the early Beatles, the, the, the happy, like, you know, cool. Let's make all the, all the ladies in the audience happy. I like the what? Beatles. I like the Beatles on drugs. Which is yeah. mm-hmm. For sure. That's a good witch. So agreed. Uh, once they started experimenting and everything, um, they got a lot better. It's never, it's never my go-to. I'm never like, man, I really listen, like listen. I want to listen to the Beatles today, man. Uh, that's not a thing. <laughs> um, but I still think they're fucking overrated. That's fine. People say the greatest rock and roll band of all time. Like uh, my dad, He's like, no, you're wrong. And oh, no, all those people are wrong. Yeah, but they got facts to back it up. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> Do you it's my think- opinion, and I'll take that to the grave with me. I'll die on this hill. Do you think if they ever kept creating records but got clean, it would sound anywhere near as good? So kind of like with James Hetfield, like, the, like I, dude, drink a beer, man. Get, yeah, there's so there's so many bands that like once they got clean, they just sounded completely different and yeah. less interesting. I for a while I didn't like Eminem stuff after he got clean, to be honest. And but he turned it around the last couple of yeah he albums. Big. Did he, Brian? He did. If you if you enjoy if you enjoy him and he got it back together. I do enjoy. Well, the one thing I will say that about getting clean, um, Paul McCartney was the least drug using member of that group, and you can kind of hear how it didn't change that much when he went to Wings. True, it wasn't that much big of a difference. He's just a fucking great songwriter. He's a great. He, yeah, take me down to the streets. Yeah. Uh, Let's pass it over to the person that had the least amount of fun listening to this album. <laughs> so last episode, I I was uh... remember I I wanted to do Revolver. All right, that's the one that I thought would have connected the most with you. I had no part of picking the album, so mm. no, no, we that's... punished you on this one. Yes, for some you reason. did. Yeah. Yes, you did. <laughs> so I'm gonna let you hit you guys. Uh, I'm not gonna voice my opinion on the next album. So, so last episode. The Beatles are my pick for the most overrated band. Uh, after listening through this album, that opinion has been amplified. <laughs> I, I, I did not like this album. I, mm-hmm. First half of it was worse, I thought, than the second half. It felt to me like the, fir- the first half of the album 
it seemed to me like the four of them got into the room and were writing music and they were telling themselves, let's see if we can get people to pay for this song and just threw some <laughs> piece of crap together and put it out there. Like uh, my, the example I give for that is where'd it go here? Wild honey pie. Ah, see, what that's the one fuck? of them fucking songs that that's a, that's a song right there. <laughs> it, I, it just, just throw it on there. Fuck it. Yeah. Like you know, a complete you th- filler track. You think we yeah. can get people to pay for this? <laughs> exactly. That can be Oh, now we're going to get sued. 15 oh, seconds. Jesus. Thanks. And Thanks. we're also Thanks. not making a dime off of this. Thanks for that. Fair. And <laughs> you made him relive it again. <laughs> and so being somewhat ignorant to like the time period of when certain bands were coming out and everything, my first thought listening to this album was like, I just listened to the wish.com version of uh, Pink Floyd. <laughs> like, I did not steal that joke from you. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's like, what he uh, pulled up next to me today and said right away and then said, don't steal it. So I didn't like, I, like, I felt like, you know, the stuff they were, they were trying to get a similar sound. Like they were trying to get, you know, something out there right and i just don't don't think the beatles have the talent to pull that off huh. like, i don't i don't think they're talented enough for it <laughs> like, mu- musically and i have never heard anybody in my life say that about the beatles <laughs> which, which 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 uh which, which, that they're not talented <laughs> enough i'm i'm not saying that they're not talented i right. i don't think they have the talent to pull off that sound right yeah yeah like like the the you know, the actual, you know, ability to play a certain lick or something that fits in that, in that sound. I can see that. Yeah. Right. And I mean, if you think about it, so I was thinking about this on a couple tracks and how f- similar they sounded to David Bowie. And if you look at the timeline, I mean, David Bowie's first record came out the year before the white album. So he's definitely drawing some influence from that psychedelic you know um yeah and i'm I'm also trying to remember what, what was pink floyd's first album 64 65 yeah i i did i did look it up Something and it was like before that the, i know it was before this album came out that's that's all i, I the floyd pink floyd came album? out yeah yeah oh yeah yeah 66 what with, with said was said yeah, yeah that's that was some wacky shit man that too, that's not the pink mind. floyd that we're that we're talking no. about right right yeah yeah and, and there were, there's a few songs that, that I enjoyed, you know, if we're going to break, if we're going to get into the songs, then, you know, I can bring those up later on. But, yeah. Um, the one that I liked the most, I think was probably that, uh, what is it? Uh, Savoy. Savoy Truffle. Yeah. I, I like that song. It yeah. had a good blues riff to it. And like, there, sounds like food. There's, there's, a, there's a couple songs and that, why don't we do it in the road? That's another one of the songs. Like that song started. <laughs> oh man, that brings such one. a that brings such a smile on face. Just that's, just hearing that song in my head. That's another one that started. I'm like, oh, it's, you know, a, a good blues riff. You know, yeah. it starts going. I can get into this. And the whole song is, let's do it in the road. Yeah. Uh, okay. Is it gonna chain? Nope. That's the whole song. Great. That <laughs> kind of sucks. Why don't we do it? And hope a car road. comes along. <laughs> so, yeah, I. There, there were some songs that were okay. And I also, one of the other songs that I liked on there, Helter Skelter, which was that song was written in direct response to the who like they, the, the who put out a song that, and uh, 
they said that it's the song that they thought was the most most raw and heaviest rock song that had been written. Helter Skelter was a direct response to that. They wanted the Beatles wanted to have the song that was the rawest and heaviest rock song out there. I think I heard this. Right. So, so even that is like the Beatles took all kinds of inspiration from, from other places. Oh yeah. They always did. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think that I can give them even enough credit for being as original with this album. I think they but, took a lot from around them. The one thing that I think that I love the most about the Beatles is that the fact that they were always willing to change. They were always willing to to hear someone else do something. And go, oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. How can we do something, some, something like that? I want to do something like that. But then they're just following trend. The, but but dude, think about the '60s, man. I mean, you're you're creating every day. Something's getting created that's never been done before. Yeah. See, that's the thing. It's like, well, you could say they're following trends or what are they doing? They're being influenced by someone. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're saying that, I mean, I don't know. Well, yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Dude, but, like, come on. How many metalcore bands have we all listened to that sound exactly like some other asshole oh, ab- metalcore band? Right. Ab- absolutely. So that's, that's why the certain ones with a significant sound. Yeah. The whatever ones who's you can actually read yeah. what their name is instead of. Right. But, wait, wait, know, wait, in the, wait! In the metalcore writing, Brian, how'd that go? I, you didn't think I could replicate it? I didn't think so. One of the things that's really funny to hear is Brian. I'm sure you'll appreciate this being ahead, in a metal man. band. But like, remember, like back when we were teens, and everybody's about the same age. But like, bands would come out and they'd say, "Well, I got to do this that's harder a shot and faster." You, I've got to do this harder and faster. I can blast beat faster than you can, or I can make this heavier than you can. Like, it's funny to hear that it goes back as far as the Beatles. They're like, no, we're going to like amp this three times to make it heavier. Like, it's just that battle of the bulge and rock music is real. And it's just persisted throughout time. Oh, it's like that. Uh, uh, was it Neil Young and Skinner? Well, mm-hmm. that, but see that it's one been, up in each other that happened within the band too. It happens on the record we're talking about. I believe so. It happens on the Oh, record. that's why it's Fair that's, point. Dude, more Fair than point. anything. That's why the album, in a lot of ways, is a mess. Dude, the, John <laughs> Lennon was used to talk shit about Paul McCartney, and if you listen to the record, which you all did, he's like, well, you know, I'm over here writing songs like "Happiness with a Warm Gun," and Paul McCartney's uh, uh, writing "Oh blah dee blah da." That's my grandmother's music, right? <laughs> you right. know what I mean? No, you're right. And they, they're that competition happened within the band between yeah. those two those two two dudes were freaking monsters ringo stark quit the band for two weeks during the while that album was being recorded oh i, I do dougie I, I could see it happening you know how do you pronounce that oh blood oh blood is that like when eiffel 65 came out? <laughs> <laughs> i i love i love oh bloody oh blood da. i that's that's one of the songs that i couldn't stand yeah and i i was you know wasn't Clearly, I've come out with a few yeah. facts of the Beatles because I read <laughs> up some stuff. That song was voted by a group of people through BBC, I think it was, uh, as being the worst song written in pop music history. Hmm. And then there was another study done that said that it was like the like, you know, the song to aim for in writing a pop song. Huh. So like even in like the media there's just such a huge difference in opinion mm-hmm. hey matt when you were talking about like one them trying to get heavier than each other going louder i'm not sure 
loudness really does that to get heavier. No, I didn't mean that. What I meant was like that battle of like who can make it heavier, right? Like who can write the most raw song or who can write like if you think back to the 90s, it was a a matter of speed, right? Like who could solo the fastest? And then that became like a battle. But like it's just funny to hear that it went back that far between like the who and the Beatles of like, oh, I can make this more raw and heavier than you can. Hmm. So not necessarily louder. Yeah. Right. And and that's that's something that's always like even even in classical music right i'm I'm sure that's there was there was composers who were writing pieces in a direct response to another composer probably oh my god and so (laughs) that's something that's always been around but like so the reason i brought that up with with this album and the beatles is the beatles one of the things that makes them the best band in rock and roll is they are the supposed to be the band that you look to for you know that's where everybody's inspiration came from it's an exaggeration, I know, but that's how it seems when people talk about them. Mm-hmm. So, I know just 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 reading about how so much of their and even bringing Eric Clapton in to uh, to help write and record the song to get them to focus on the song, I felt like it takes away from that view of the Beatles. Hmm. If you, I don't know if you guys follow follow that. I I, I I see what you're saying, but I mean, I I. I just don't know about that because collaborations are still happening to this day mm-hmm. they still happen they happen in hip-hop almost every fucking oh song. every it's, song you know featuring Jimmy featuring, James featuring. Jams mm-hmm. fucking featuring this band or that artist or this artist they uh, do it right all the time Clapton isn't even he's not even credited on the album though so it's not like like he they're not I don't, I don't right but if just, you go and you listen to to beat it mm-hmm is is Eddie Van Halen credited? He uh, what's the backstory in that? He he chose not to be or something like that, or wasn't and didn't insist on it. He thought. I, I think know. the story was that Eddie was. May I be following along? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eddie Eddie was um, like honored that he would even think of right. bringing him in, and he was like, "Don't right. I don't even need the credit, man. Like this is awesome." I'm I'm recording for Michael Jackson. This is dope. You know what I mean? And David Lee Roth was pissed. And Good. the only reason why he, he did should be because they were on a bit of a break because David yeah. Lee Roth had taken off. He thinks he's some kind of fucking if, fiery. If he ever could have faked checked like, his yeah, ego, yeah, do this, Michael Jackson. If huh? if David Lee Roth ever could have just checked his ego for half a second, he would have realized what awesome. a cushy gig he had mm-hmm. as being the front man of, Ed, of Van Halen. So, dude, he, they made it so easy for you, uh, Jarka. David, uh, this is a band. Last episode, you revealed that you knew you weren't into and you knew like, okay, I need to try and get in, understand what people are coming from after being forced to or asked to and politely. I guess we didn't force anyone to do nothing, did we, Mike? Mm. (laughs) No. Uh, (laughs) Did you walk away from this album Um, changed from the last time that we talked? I walked away from it. Like this is like one of my Spotify listening habits is I go through an artist, just listen to all their LPs. Mm-hmm. And um so this is like the second time I've listened to this album in like three, four months. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of brought back like some things like like, oh yeah, I, I like I, I didn't I didn't grow up a Beatles fan. And so I didn't I a little bit of I heard about the Beatles, I was like, Oh, this I don't really like this. So it kinda now it's kinda like hitting me like, okay. I didn't realize this was actually a Beatles song, but I've heard it a million times. Like back in the USSR, I've heard before. And yeah, that song sucks. 
Yeah. <laughs> but it, but once it came out, I went, oh, yeah, this is okay. This is Beatles. All right. Now I get it. And then, like, Ola di Oblada. I got I I knew that always is the theme song for Life Goes On. That's, there you go. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. So I and I that's like a song like a show me my grandma used to watch like all the time. So that kind of like okay like I didn't really think about it so much and like the dynamics of the music is it just was a memory to like something I had from my childhood more more or less. Um, and the other one is, I wasn't mentioned yet, but a uh, birthday. Like I, oh. I used to hear that all the time on like uh, on the TV stations. They go, oh, today's birthday is here, and then they play the da na 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 na. Yep. And they're like, oh, I didn't ever, I never realized that was the Beatles. So it kind of just like re-listening this kind of like re, you know, re-brought out like those, those, those memories, just like connecting the stuff where I've heard it before in like pop culture. Right. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they, they were totally fine with commercializing everything they did. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. oh, well. And once Michael Jackson bought the licensing. That made it even worse. <laughs> Because now they just threw it all over commercial, and then they bought it back, which they didn't want to. And then Paul bought it back anyway. It falls right in the same thing that I was saying with Wild Honey Pie. It's like, what are you trying to do? Just make you're trying to like outdo that normal happy birthday song that we already have, which everybody's fine with. What are you doing? I, I, I don't know the point of it. I I just don't get it. I don't get that song. It is a stupid, catchy riff, though. Oh, oh, great. It's fantastic. But what are you doing? I mean, a happy birthday song? Who the fuck? The Beatles, that's who. I think if it wasn't a birthday song, if it was like, you know, you got to go to work to pay the fucking bills. This sucks. I don't want to be in a capitalist society. This is bullshit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, He's not kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Um, not saying any other thing would be better. I'm just saying whatever. Getting up and having to go somewhere every day instead of doing what you want sucks. Also, right? Thanks for saying it for us. Hey, it was enjoyable. Thank you. Uh, so let's go track by track. Um, and I want some thumbs up and thumbs down, as simple and dumb as that is. Uh, we can come up with a rating system you, if you would approve. On my uh, Star Wars podcast, The Airing of Grievances, we give uh, our ratings by lightsabers. So I want a buzzer. You want a buzzer? <laughs> okay. We should, we should uh, bang a gong. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well done, Mike. Well Love done. It. Uh, You've earned your pay for the, the episode. We're not even getting paid. Um, oh, go blusters on my fingers. Oh, you do. Who's that, that buzzer on fucking Dave Chappelle? Oh, Chappelle Show buzzer. My man, fucking, he hit the thing and, and wrap it up. Wrap. <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up. Oh, he goes to roll the song. That's all. Do our own version of the Liverpool accent, uh, real quick, huh? All right. Anyways, back in the USSR is the first album or for the song on the album. Uh, overall, thumbs up or thumbs down? I got some so-sos. Mike's in. Dave's so-so. Thumbs up. Thumbs up from Doug. Firmly planted sideways. I don't think we can land like that. Matt's a big fan. I ninety-seven rock and so many other stations ruined that song for me. Like so many other artists, That's why I I'm never so, so. hear. I never near, need to hear like eighty percent of all the songs I've ever heard from Led Zeppelin ever again. I don't need to hear them. I've heard you, that you can get the reinterpreted version of Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, uh, 
Well, compared to a lot of the other oh, like opening Beatle heads, Metallica. <laughs> compared to a lot of the other Beatles heads, there was a lot of like thought into the production and writing guy. of that song. Yeah, back on. in the USSR. Hold on, man. Hold on, man. How lucky you are. Russia's always been a piece of shit. What are you talking about? Why would you ever be lucky going back? I never. I never into the lyrics. Sarca- like sarcasm, the satire. Yeah, it could very well be. Yeah. Uh, did you ever see that? I never thought they were that smart video? though. I'm playing in Russia. Oh, I did, mm. man. What a fucking crazy That's crowd that was. Video, man. It really is. Matt, dude. Matt, what were you saying? No, I, one of the things that I really like as a single about back in the USSR is there's a lot going on. So you have two different drum beats, each of them panned to different speakers. So like during the verse, you have the piano in the right speaker with the one drum set, and there's another drum set in the left. And then when it hits that chorus, all those guitars kick in. It's just really well thought out. I thought it was a well executed idea compared to some of the other more basic singles they have. Oh, bless you, Matt. Uh, thank you, sir. <laughs> bless you. I, I took my headphones away. Is he done oh, no. again? What's that? You can't no, hear like, that now. When you think of like Hey Jude and how simple a lot of those other songs weren't here, um, I think Doug made the point of how sort of like bubblegum pop the songs were prior. Back in the USSR is a little bit of a complex song. There's a lot going on from a percussion perspective. You have that six string bass that I really like that's playing some really great chords in there. And you have that piano sort of overlaying all of that. I think musically, yes, is it worn out? Absolutely. Um, but there's still a lot going on there. And I don't think we should take that's away. That's why I give it a thumbs up. Yep. Okay. Okay. I, uh, I found an article that I was using that actually talks about uh, back in the USSR. It talks about how it was, you know, a common outrage that it's like a communist anthem. But uh, the song was actually meant to be like satire. Oh. It's tongue in cheek. Yeah. Called it. Yeah. Um, it's all bullshit then. Yeah. Yeah. And that. Uh, that would be very anti Beatles of them to be pro. Uh, Russia pro communism. <laughs> they they were all about capitalism. They were loving and capitalism. <laughs> um, here comes one of my favorite songs off the album, "Dear Prudence." Such a harsh right turn. Just you're you're going down a, a one way street, and then you just slam into a building yep. with "Dear Prudence." Yep. You start the album out with that song, and then the next song is this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And- it's beautiful, dude. And the way I love the transition from from you know the the song starts yeah, with the airplanes airplane and then the song ends with the airplanes, but then you got the 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 guitar slowly yeah. building back up. Fantastic! I, it's the one thing you cannot take away from this album. I don't know how all the rest of the albums are put together, but man, is it composed well! Like the oh. way from song to song, while it's, it's weird, the transitions. I feel like each time that the next song comes in, I'm like, man, okay, I like that. I, I like the way they came together. Enemies here, but listen to and you'll hear exactly that what you're talking about. Yeah, but that's a fantastic song. And who the fuck is named Prudence? <laughs> yeah, very b- b- s. That's very old school. Yeah, from the Great British Baking Show. Oh, that's right. <laughs> right. Truffles. Uh, yeah, uh, Sweeney Todd's sister's name's Prudence. Uh, <laughs> actually, written about the sister of a famous actress. Oh, there you go. Oh. No, the, the more Paul you know, actually, Paul. That uh, uh, I haven't gotten that far yet. Paul, Paul had a big crush on this chick or something. The sister of Rosemary's Baby actress Mia Farrow. Oh wow! Okay. Oh, okay. Boom. Yeah. 
So it's the <laughs> version of Neil Diamond's Sweet Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> Made famous by the Buffalo a, Bills. Isn't that song bum, like, bum, bum, one bum. of the Kennedy's kids or something? Caroline Kennedy? Oh, maybe. I never I looked into that. Which is everybody's kind of like, ooh, dude, she was like fucking 12. <laughs> so, dear Prudence, let's let's go around the room. This time we're going. Uh, David, let's start off with you. Thumbs down from David. Thumbs down from Nate. Yeah, it it just it left me wanting more. Like there there was the 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 guitar lick in that song, which is it's this is another one of those songs, if I'm remembering correctly, where it's just the same lick over and over and over and over again. And I I like it. And I just I thought the song was gonna be going someplace more. Like that's just wasn't there for me all their songs um for the most part you have to remember are very much in the radio play time frame. radio friendly this one isn't necessarily it's 356 so That's a little longer a, a little longer, longer. set up a little bit at the end here yeah. here we go though you're right it's a it's a beautiful start to a song i love how it doesn't go anywhere See me right here. See me right here. It does go somewhere. And yeah. then it's going bam. Yeah, well, we can't bam, leave that going. We'll totally get sued. Dude, it picks up. <laughs> the drums. Well, I mean, a, a repetitive lick like that is nothing different than if you had like a pre-programmed background track mm. that like fades in or fades out. That happens to stay the same tone, but it's no different than. Well, you don't like do the repetitiveness. You can't like Blackbird, and you can't like Rage Against Machine either. This is. Distortion in that song, you know, playing the, the lead yeah. is is so subtle. You know what I mean? Beautiful. The, the way he's yeah, he's bending his notes just subtly, nothing crazy, no hard bends. Just, I don't know. I, I think it's one of George Harrison's finer uh, moments as a guitar player. Yeah. I'm not a thumbs up on thumbs that. up. I'm the thumbs up. Mike, you're a thumbs down. It was a thumbs down. Matt, you're giving it a thumbs up. All right. So majority thumbs up. Glass onion. Now, I'm not here to defend every song. Right, how do you grow one of them? I'm not. But you know the they reference their own song. They do. They reference their own song. We told you about Strawberry Fields. Yeah, I know, asshole. All right. I've already shelled out so many dollars to you. <laughs> Is this the only band? <laughs> they do it, they this... do it twice in there. Do they? Is the this the one? only band because to have a callback? And they talk about. And by the way, the walrus is Paul oh. from freaking. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. This was Let's one see. of the songs that I actually went to. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is that the only band offhand that you could think of that actually called back their own stuff? Same song? It's, I don't know. I don't know if they were the first. I've never heard that they were the first. Have, have you heard any other artists do it? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, Eminem. Like, really regularly back up, and I can't think of who it is right now. It's bothering me. I mean, like I said, I'm, I know Eminem has. Oh, absolutely. And will continue to do so. Yeah, uh, spitting on onion. Uh, thumbs up for me. Thumbs up for Doug. Yeah, but the, the whole walrus thing is just because it, when I am the walrus, mm-hmm. you know, people, you know, you know, who was the walrus? Who's this about? Is this about oh, this? Paul is dead, though. Yeah. Exactly. All is dead. All is dead. In one song, he answers one question. Yeah. Um, Matt, a thumbs up, thumbs down from you. Another thumbs up from Matt. You guys over on the couch there. 
Got a thumbs up from Dave. A thumbs up from Nate. A rare thumbs up. Yeah, I, that's. You, one, how one can of, I even trust your thumbs up? <laughs> <laughs> this is the third track. Did you listen yeah. to this? What to? Well, my guitar gently weeps. I'm like, I've heard this song. That's why I turned off my car and walked in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you went to the first track you heard and then just done. Yeah, yeah it's my drive home. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Okay, so the, we're doing we're doing pretty good here in the beginning. Obla di blada is the next tr- song on this uh, album here. Uh, I have a m- personal memory from this. It's rather iconic in my life. Um, uh, Matt, I'm giving you a thumbs up to give back to you. There you go. You're good, my friend. Yes. All right. Uh, we all have my vote for the obligation. song, though. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Song. Thumbs down, nobody, but uh, Matt's got obligations for work, so he'll be hopping out in a minute or school or school, school, might be school. unfortunately. School. Uh, I wish I were getting paid for it. <laughs> glad you weren't on the mic for that one. All right, guys, have a good night. <laughs> okay, for those who couldn't hear it, that was good. Uh, Obladi Blada, my personal memory is a close friend of ours was having a tough day and was having some bad thoughts. All right. And I did my best to talk him out of it, and we were pretty good. So we went for a walk. We walked down to our friend Joe's house. Now you know who I'm talking about, Nate. We walked down to our friend Joe's house. We walk up to his bedroom. He's already just jamming out this stuff, having a good night. He throws on this song to get my friend out of his funk. He's feeling depressed. He was going, his parents were in divorce and all sorts of dumb stuff. So, you know, he's not feeling great. This song the three of us got, got goofy in a heartbeat, started dancing around like fools in, in, in the bedroom. And just, I don't know, forever now, this song is now tied to me just being in a good mood. So It does have a fun bass line. <laughs> that do, 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 do. Hey, that's all. That's all I got. I wanted to make sure you no, got that. Still, I, got, I, I give the song a thumbs down. <laughs> Not for nothing, but the sound that that mic stand makes every time you turn it. It's fantastic. It is. It is. I doubt it gets picked up. Uh, I, thumbs up, thumbs down from you guys. I'm going to give this one a thumbs up. I'm, I'm not an enormous fan of the song, but I'll give it a thumbs up. No. Maybe in the right headspace. You have to You have to be decisive. The kid liked it, you know, when she was younger. So yeah. It was easy for her to sing the two and stuff like that, but yeah, whatever. I'm making you take a thumbs up. if you. I'm, I'm putting my play. thumbs up, but I'm bending it at the knuckle. Uh, big thumbs down from Nate. I know that. Well, I said earlier that uh, the BBC did a study on this, and it was uh, voted on being one of the worst songs in pop pop music history. I'm I'm in that camp. But as far as a song that can make you feel good, it's got to be number one. No, there's more. There's betters. Let me see. Do this. You can't uh, see it because it's a podcast, but I'm bouncing around like an idiot. When can when uh, when I got here, because I, w- I was listening to the album again as I was driving here. <laughs> this was the last song that I had heard. So we got in here. It was me, you, and Mike sitting here. That song was stuck in my head. And <laughs> I wanted to blow my brains out. <laughs> so so remember, this album, um, album? In, album, this album. Insp- helped inspire part of the Mansomers. Not really. They were going to do something stupid, anyways. Yeah. But I can see it. But <laughs> do, do you imagine them listening to this song and 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 like yes. drawing up their murders? Yes. Like I can't wait to stab a pregnant woman in the in the belly tonight. Like how messed up is that? So, giving a weird feedback. Huh? You can hear that coming back through again. I think um, this album is is okay. So <laughs> don't hit it too hard. 
I I think Obladi Blada is fine to stand out as one of the weird ones that no one really likes, but it's three minutes and nine seconds, so apparently they liked it. This next track they didn't care about. <laughs> Fifty three <laughs> seconds from Wild Honey Pie. I'll go oh, say with Obladi. Yeah. It's like that's something that like me and the girlfriend, <laughs> if we were drinking, and Only maybe if. we have this like crazy, you know, YouTube session. I'm mean, gonna dancing guys, like dance dance party in the living YouTube room. Doesn't allow porn, so we are on them. So you know what I mean, though. You put that stuff on, it's like yeah, we're gonna put this on. It's a good song now. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. the only time it's good. I need to see this happen. <laughs> you one of my YouTube dance parties. Yeah, you got You got You got to put that on YouTube. Pay per view. <laughs> Wild Honey Pie is the next one. It's only 53 seconds. It's clearly one of those just head space filler, burnt out, bur- the burner moments. Just like. A night full of acid, and what do we record now? And this is like, oh, right, we'll record this. I'll go first on this one. It's just a piece of garbage. This album is not any better or any worse without this song. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna go to the continuing story of Bungalow Bill. This song's goofy to me. This I, song, I, I give I, two thumbs. I enjoy this song. I do enjoy know this song. I do. This one might be aw- highly divided. Awkwardly enough, the first time I heard it, I thought he was saying Buffalo Bill. Me too. <laughs> It's so weird. It's, it's weird. Is that Yoko that comes in? Did anyone confirm this? This sounds like Yoko Ono. Because it sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Buffalo Bill. Yeah, See, that's what, that's what I. See, that's all I hear. Buffalo Bill, but yeah, I turn it. I turn it to that on I, purpose. I, Oh, don't leave the lotion out of it. About that song that mentioned that part of the name was taken from Buffalo Bill. That they changed, like they took Bungalow Bill. Like it was half of it came from Buffalo Bill, half of it came from I don't know Bungalow something. But I don't what happened. I don't know what happened to the article, so I don't remember. Okay. So was it was it just to not make it associated fully with Buffalo Bill? I think at that time in the sixties, you're still safe to associate yourself with Buffalo Wild Buffalo Bill, Wild Wild Hitchcock Wild Buffalo Bill. I don't know what his full Wild stage. Hitchcock. What was his full stage name when he was oh, touring know. the country and killing Buffalo? Anyways, uh, Doug already gave us a thumbs down as he stepped out for a moment. Uh, Matt has left the podcast. Goodbye, Matt. And uh, Alex, it's on you. What do we got? Thumbs up, Is thumbs this down. Like 53. No, oh, no, we're no, we're on yeah, bungo. I got, I got two up. Two up. Said, yeah, that was early. Okay. Uh, I'll give a thumbs up. You listen to this one? Okay. Skipped it. Okay. Uh, Nate, big thumbs down and thumbs up from uh, Dave Tarka. I like that. All right. Uh, is it because you kept saying Buffalo Bill along the way? <laughs> yes, that reminded me of it. That's so fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay. Uh, the next one is a ginormous Beatles tune. Uh, it's one of my favorite out of the entire catalog. It's one for a long time I thought was written by George Harrison, but I guess it was a Paul McCartney tune. Um, While my guitar gently weeps, he very emotional feeling song mm-hmm. bigger bigger than the album overall feels like i think i think there's it it you know there's there's more rawness as far as real emotions than obladi oh, blada that's for sure they they or could have bungalow built, bill just uh it was written by uh harrison it was yes. but sung by paul oh, that's george 
Is George on there? Do you know, Doug? Um, it's George singing that song, isn't it? Uh, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Is that George or is that Paul singing it? I think it's George. Okay. Paul Backing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think it's his song. Yeah. I, I didn't do a good job yeah, of that. That is that's the song that they brought Eric that he brought Eric Clapton right. in on because the I think it was Paul and and John Lennon weren't taking it seriously, and George Harrison was getting pissed off, so he brought Eric Clapton in, and bringing him in is what got them to take the song seriously and actually record it the way that Harrison wanted it recorded. Well, and what Something I think like is the best song in the album, mm-hmm. oh, in my opinion. Hands down. the most popular, probably. Yeah. It, it, it's it's one of the, I already said it, uh, it's one of my favorite on the catalog. You were you were saying, like, the emotion, the heavy emotion in that song. They honestly probably could have written an entire album around that song. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, yeah. There could have been an album where it had that whole vibe, the mm-hmm. whole feel, for sure. Um, so you got to this song, so let's get your input. Yeah. Uh, what do you want? What do we want to know about it? Mm-hmm. I enjoy this song. It gets, gets a thumbs up. Ah. That's all I got. Hey, we got a thumbs up out of them. Uh, Nate, do we get a thumbs up out of you on this one? All right, man. Clapton <laughs> making making miracles. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> hey, Brianna, a talented artist. Oh, uh, George. George is talented too. The audacity of Paul to not like this song. I know. He He's jealous. just a bass player. Well, dude, he was probably jealous. Big time. Guaranteed. His ego was pissed like, off that he didn't write that song. I really think that's might be part of it. It could be. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, damn it. Why didn't I come up with that song? I mean, that's, a big, that's a big wig to bring in, though. Yeah, it is. Well, they were boys. I wonder I mean, if, so, they were so boys, they became Eskimo boys. I wonder if there was, like... A payment he wanted for that, or if he just did it Cocaine. to do it. They did that state, but <laughs> still payment. Those th- they did that back in the day. They all popped in each other's recording sessions and yeah. just say, "Hey, what's going they on?" All went for a ski. We all recorded in the same freaking studios. That yeah, could be. Yeah, yeah, just going down like the run sheet. Like, who else is in the building today? Oh shit! So you're saying they were Fucking all skiing creams in here? Let's go, bro. They were all skiing. Uh, thumbs up from Dave. We're doing good here on uh, while my guitar gently weeps now. Quickly to my uh, one of my sneaky favorites. Happiness is a warm gun. Mm-hmm. It's something that Doug already brought up once. The lyrical content on this song stands out more than the rest of the songs. I think mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. What's a warm gun? It's one that one that's used. been fired. Yeah. And why does it make you happy? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. A lot of people are sitting there going, "Oh, that's a heroin fucking tune." Mm-mm. No. Yeah. Well, there's. Oh, I mean, I understand happiness is a warm gun, and that's what they used to call a nice little freaking uh, interesting. Yeah, how'd I go? (laughs) No, (laughs) wait, Brian, you make this song. (laughs) Mine sounds like a toot. This is my favorite song on the record. Is that so different? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know what it is, man. It's just so cool. John does that. I like that. Uh, Rubber Soul. There's a lot of songs that are this. This song feels like it was plucked off of that album yeah. and dropped into this album sure. like out of nowhere. Hmm. You ever listen to Rubber Soul X? It's a great one. Can't that say album, I have. Maybe if I heard it, it might be a chance. That album's fantastic. Uh, all right. So thumbs is up it, from Doug. Is it Rubber Soul or Rub Her Soul? Rubber Soul. Mm. Which who knows what that means? <laughs> uh, what about you? Thumbs up, thumbs down on. Uh, Thumbs up. Thumbs up? Yeah. I'm big thumbs up. You didn't listen? 
Do you, do you want to listen right now? Or? Yeah, yeah, give me a little. Okay, here we go. Second clip. Let's make sure there's no commercials. <laughs> nope, 14 commercials because my wife is currently using the Amazon Prime account. Oh. Well, I've, I'm going to get there in a second. Here we go. This is where dark melancholy feels like it moves more towards emo than punk. Well, you don't have emo without punk. I, well, I know, yeah. but heavier towards emo side of punk. I guess a good example of this nasty, narrowly guitar sound. Yeah. It's just real. Ugh. How'd you get that? <laughs> yeah. I would love to know. It was on sale. <laughs> I accidentally tripped on the cold. <laughs> thumbs up. Thumbs up. I mean, that 14 seconds, I guess it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but once it hits that 15 second, out the door. <laughs> This one, I don't, it didn't stick with me. I don't really remember it. So I don't really remember one way or the other. Um, I think any of the songs that I thought were bad stuck with me because I remember not liking them. So I will give this one a thumbs up just because I don't have an opinion. So <laughs> we'll call it good. Okay. Give them some credit. So they have benefit of the doubt type situation. It didn't really like, wasn't bad but it didn't really like like grab me so it's kind of like a middle maybe maybe up i mm-hmm. guess i don't know oh you take a middle my disappearance on the mo- right mm-hmm. yeah my disappearance on the mm-hmm. uh, big fan uh martha deer is the next track up man if we go track by track this would take forever <laughs> round, round it up to the next like the 10th one or 15th wherever mm-hmm. we're at we'll see we'll or make it through G- galardo doesn't have a lot to say anymore so we're skipping we, yeah. and we are lost mad so we're gonna start flying through this thing i guess right martha my dear uh two minutes 29 seconds this one doesn't stand out to down me. this one doesn't stand out to me mm-hmm. about you one of paul mccartney's old lady songs that uh yeah <laughs> but i like it i don't know why oh yeah so little happy piano. it's like a saloon style sound yeah he loves he loves having that like uh i don't know what to call it yeah, it's like that old scott joplin ding, dunk, dunk, beat, ding. yeah I just uh, yeah i don't know man it kind of yeah, it brings a smile on my face but at the same time i'm like <laughs> i don't need to listen to this all the time <laughs> oh that's what they play down at the shindig <laughs> martha my dear getting a thumbs up or thumbs down uh, thumbs up thumbs up down, down, uh, thumbs down, down, thumbs down. Mike doesn't give a shit. And uh, <laughs> uh, for this album and this album alone, um, it doesn't doesn't stand out to me. So I'll give it a thumbs down. I'm so tired. Now here's a song that you want to talk about commercials. We want to talk about um, a song that stands out in the best way possible. I think. Hmm. This has got a heroin feel to it. You know what I mean? My mind is on the brain. Like, I wonder, should I get up and fix myself? I can feel his strong. 
So goodbye should follow that because he's so yeah. tired putting yeah. him to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got the album all out already. He called it out 40 years too late. <laughs> so when I heard this song, the first thing that I that popped into my head that I associated this with, have you guys seen Blazing Saddles? Yeah. I never have. What? Uh, don't wait do, a minute. Don't. I, I cry for one you. One movie that I catch all dude. Between Blazing Saddles and a movie that I did just recently watch, The Big Lebowski. Not watch it. Yes. But I did just No, I've seen The Big Lebowski. haven't seen Blazing Saddles. I don't like The Big Lebowski. Oh. I Whoa. That. I like it because it's almost like an old Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. The, the dialogue is great. You know, John Goodman plays a fucking fantastic part. He does. Yeah. Well, like, you anti semi. <laughs> Speaking but, like the music approach to this or to that movie actually has a musician in it. Flea. Flea appears in that. Yeah, he's one yeah. of the German guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, uh, there was the, the one scene in Blazing Saddles where the. Uh, What's her name? The 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 girl entertainer. Okay, yeah, she's yeah. Uh, singing, the German girl. Yeah, yeah, the German girl. She's singing a song to. I, I think it's. I think it's Bart. Mm-hmm. And I thought of that song. Listen, Bart. I don't. Uh... Is that Marge? <laughs> That's how he says it. So Wilder. I associated the song with a uh, Mel Brooks movie. So I don't think that speaks too highly of the song for me. What do you mean? Mel Brooks is beautiful. Oh, yeah, he's great oh, when okay. it comes to comedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm so tired. Kind of drags the album down a little bit. I don't know. You're, you're, you're kind of... You seem like you're up on a trajectory, and then you dropped way down, and then you're slightly back up, and then you're way down again. I don't know. Was this on purpose? I'd love to know. Well, it's when they're in their highs and when they're at their lows. Probably drug wise, possibly, possibly. That that was one of one of one of the one of the things that I took away from listening to the album was I felt like that that was the most schizophrenic or bipolar album that I had ever listened to, <laughs> like going from song to song, which yeah. makes sense because each song was written by somebody else, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, that makes sense. Like when when we played together, we wrote our songs as a band, you know. So it has. A sound to it, yeah. Where if you just got a single person writing each song, it's gonna sound different. Yeah, some huge egos by the time this album comes around. Oh, ginormous! I will say that is a, that is a really cool thing about the Beatles though, is that they were all songwriters. Yeah, and it was like you know, mm-hmm. instead of it being a band recording, like, let's write this song together, like, guys. I'm gonna I bring this in. This is the song I wrote. Now figure it out. I mean, I. As egotistical as that could be, like I think that was there's a cool aspect of them as a band. And thank God for that, because we know we needed Ringo's Yellow Submarine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> listen, I, I like that song. To bring everything back. <laughs> we find one. Who are you? Oh my God. I'm schizophrenic. A- <laughs> so Blackbird comes up after I'm so tired. And and Blackbird is iconic for many reasons. People know it from Boss Baby. As of recently, yep, it's really? a yeah, it's a song they sing to the the baby, his the brother, when he gets brought home. Um, at least that's why my niece knows it, and she's saying it because of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Blackbird is also the song that Marilyn Manson told his followers would tell all black people in America it was time for the revol- the racial revolution and for them to wage war on white people. Ready? Here no here comes Blackbird after this commercial break. <laughs> I got to pay for premium. This is enough. Oh yeah. This isn't say it's time to wage war on another race. I don't know what does. (laughs) Broken wings and learn to fly. Fantastic. Well, the song was written, uh, being inspired by, uh, like, uh, affirmative act. You know, getting more rights for black people, and like that's where the song came from. So it's the opposite. It's the opposite of what Manson. Manson thought he was. They were going to use it as like. Some sort, of, some sort of springboard of we're not going to take anymore where George Harrison was looking at it or not George Harrison um, Paul McCartney was looking at it as saying like you know oh, look at all these great things finally happening for black people possibly yeah yeah but if you're Marilyn Manson and your your brand is like chaos and like dark Charles oh, Manson Charles, Charles Manson, Manson. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. yeah but even still his brand is you know, chaos. Like he's wanting, you know, all of this damage and destruction. Technically, his his brand was just wanting more pussy and not <laughs> wanting the group to to break up. Because how could he have more pussy if the group yeah, broke look up? Where he had all mm-hmm. those people at Spawn Ranch. Yeah, great place to live, <laughs> middle of the desert. Respawn Ranch. Uh oh, real quick. Uh, anyone watch um that Quentin Tarantino movie Hollywood? Yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-mm. Oh God! All right, I'm never starting a music poc or movie podcast with you. It'll be twice as bad as this one. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is which next? The next one is Piggies. Oh, okay. Real quick, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm a huge thumbs up on Blackbird. Oh, thumbs up, ginormous thumbs up. For sure. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nick gets outvoted. Um. <laughs> Piggies. So Piggies, once again to bring up Manson down is Piggies is supposed to be the response of of the police and cracking down on the uprising of of the African Americans rising up to power. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you got any of that from this song. It meant other than anything more than I'm on acid nonstop. That's what I take out of this. <laughs> song sucks. Yeah, I, had, really <laughs> <laughs> I, I also read that uh, Harrison was having a tr- having trouble writing lyrics for the song, so his mom gave him piggies. The piggies oh, okay. came from his mom to use. Oh, in blame the song. it on her. So, so he had like a writing block. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You suck, Mrs. Harrison. I, I, I don't remember exactly, but I know I know she was a part of coming up. I love that. And it doesn't actually have anything to do with No, I would hope not. No, it's all about pork. <laughs> yeah. Tone down on some bacon. Can, Canadian bacon? Ham. Uh, so let's go around. <laughs> Doug says, down. Down. Alex says, down. No. Down, down, down. Sorry. It, you've been voted off the White Album. Uh, Can we rewrite that now? Yeah. Get rid of it entirely. Rocky Raccoon, next track up. What is with the animal train here? Uh, I don't know, but I like Rocky Raccoon. 
I love this guitar in the beginning. Now, somewhere in the black mind, the hills <laughs> of Dakota, there lived a young boy named Roger. What is that accent? You just like, I think we'll try out this other accent. Exactly. <laughs> is that an acoustic 12 string? I highly don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or it's just a, the acoustic, first. acoustic reverb out of it mm-hmm. or something. Uh, Sounds like he's hitting more than more chords than he's hitting. Mm-hmm. Rocky Raccoon has is not uh, have any reference to to the Manson. So sorry, I got nothing for you. Uh, let's let's Just talk about if we like the song or not instead. And you don't like it. I think at that point I'm a second that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked it. Gallardo doesn't know it. He's <laughs> like, no. Nope. I uh, I didn't like the song, but listening to it gave me a fun memory because when i was listening to this in my car my kids were with me and my kids both asked me if it was a song about rocket raccoon ah uh, very cool i was like nope nope it's it kind would of be a better cool correlation huh? uh but thumbs down okay but thumbs up for the memory good good story thumbs down yeah <laughs> thumbs down thumbs down sorry rocky raccoon's not making the cut uh this song don't pass me by I mean, that's some that's some trippy on the pussy starts of song and the goofiness. This album's got a lot of goofiness. I listen for your footsteps coming up the drive. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom. This feels like something that Pennywise would play. Ha, it does. That's a good call. Yeah, it does. Yeah, no, it doesn't. This song, this song is got to be. Yeah, not the band, the clown. <laughs> Ringo Starr going, I can write a song like Paul McCartney. It's not that fucking hard. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it sounds like. This, this is the song that made me think of my Wish.com version. Of- <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. that, that's yeah. the song that made me think of that. Yeah. It seems yeah. it seems like a, a Rob Zombie, like, Devil's Read. Hmm? Yeah, it's got that eerie weird feel to it. Like, oh yeah, I kind of dig song. Yeah, it's the it's the slightly slightly out of tune piano and yeah, yeah. It still doesn't make it good. No, it I doesn't honestly, necessarily make I it good. I honestly think that if the Beatles would just steer away from like, oh yeah, we're fun, we're fun, like that sound, it would change my opinion. Like it, my opinion. Well, like if they like call themselves crazy. out for being like assholes once in a while, instead of just being poppy and yeah, lighthearted, yeah, we're fun. John Lennon does do that later in his his right right up until he um is assassinated. Um, he changed your style. Well, there's there's a lot to do with that. There's fun. there's a few podcasts I can point you to, to listen to that uh are fantastic for how that comes to be. But is this why your band sucks? Yeah, your no, favorite band sucks. No, 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 no. Um. Last podcast on the left. Shout out. Not on the network, but fantastic podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> so don't pass me by getting thumbs down all across the board. Sounds like. No, I like it. I'm up on that one. Yeah. You like it? Okay. I like it. It's, I like the goofiness. It makes the, it I like the eerie mm-hmm. trace to it. Uh, we don't. We do it. in. why don't. We why don't we do it in the road? The song that you already brought up, Nate. Why don't you uh, spot off on this a little more? Also, good uh, job getting bad. through that. It, it's it, it's bad. I, I think I can uh, leave it there. But it's just it's too repetitive. <laughs> it is so repetitive. The song is just it's the same thing over and over again. Yeah, but why didn't they pick a specific road? Mm. They could have done it on Abbey Road. Well, uh, maybe they don't have street names like the U two told us. Why could it be an avenue? 
<laughs> it's a numbered street. <laughs> I think dun, dun, I dun, think dun. I think this song takes a little more ass than it gets credit for. Why don't we do it? 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 The song started, and up until this point, I was I was I was hating it. Well, good news for you, Nate. Life. (laughs) Then that song started, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like this is this is something I can get behind. And then it didn't change. Yeah, that was the same thing over and over again. Well, they agreed with you because they only. Do it for a minute and forty-one seconds, yeah. and they're like, "We're out." <laughs> like, I, like I, I, I was disappointed because it just—I it, it felt like it had so much potential to go someplace, and it left, it left me with blue balls. I guess. <laughs> I feel like they could have jammed till about halfway and said, "Let's do it in the road," and then jam the rest of the way out. I would love to know how much they actually jammed because I don't think they did. I don't think they jammed for fun. In their later career, mm-hmm. I think it was all about the money. Well, and they I'm, all I'm did saying. their own stuff on their own, and then yeah. they came in, and then they kind of collabed. Um, but they don't feel as jammy, buddy, buddy as some other bands of well, that time. I'm just saying, for this song, they could have said the line once, mm-hmm. and because you hear it once, you're going to remember it anyway. They could have just played, said it, played again. Yeah. Well, I'm giving it a thumbs up. I'm mm-hmm. giving it a thumbs up too. Alex, thumbs up. Thumbs up from Glardo. I want to give it a thumbs up, but it just. If it was three minutes, I probably would give it a thumbs down. It could have even been shorter if they just did something. Oh, so sweet switch, um, honey pie with mm-hmm. that. I got gotcha. you. Not not switch. Make uh, it the same length. Imagine listening to sweet honey pie for a minute and forty one seconds while you're doing it in the street. And I'm dead. <laughs> uh, Dave. It's kind of the same thing. Repetitive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's a little throwback to like their early days with I Will. I Will's got some early Beatles feel to it. Yeah. Which is cool. I like the change up here too. Right there. Right there. Perfect. We'll pick up on Not a strong contender as far as listen to this song and I'll change your opinion on Beatles forever. I show you that song and you go, <laughs> it'll well, make that's you obviously hate- a Beatles tune. <laughs> it'll make you hate them forever. Well, it'll, it's, it comes back to the bubblegum yeah. poppy stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, so Doug's giving a thumbs up. Down. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I thought you like it. Okay. I'm, I'm on board down. I, I'm not going to give too many downs in this one. This is up for me. I'm going to say it up. Wow. Well, it's only a minute and 46 seconds, so it doesn't, it wouldn't torture you for that long. Nate says, I didn't like the song. Like, it's not something that I would want to put on, but like, that's one where, like, like the, you know, how, how you, you, you mentioned like the guitar and, and the song, the little clip that you played. Mm. I like it. Like, it's, it's talent. It's good to listen to, but I don't like the song. So overall, I'm giving the song thumb down. Gotcha. Yeah, this one's a down. Kind of put me to sleep a little bit. Kind of a little. <laughs> There's a lot of those. A lot of those that like let's calm down and just mm-hmm. well, make you probably another twenty songs left. It's a long, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Almost makes you wonder if we should pick up like second half next episode or something. No, we're struggling. We're going through this. Yeah. And this is Julia. 
But I say it just to reach you, Julia. Julia. This song. Is that talking about repetitive? Jesus Christ, this song. No, thumbs down for me. I don't like Julia. How, how many U's in the spelling of Julia? I don't know if they did heroin. They dragged it out. I don't think they did heroin, but that definitely sounds like that's what I think heroin sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not fun. Yeah, uh, not, 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 not a big thing. What I imagine heroin <laughs> <sounds> right. like. <laughs> so thumbs down all around. Yeah, everyone the consensus. Unanimous. Perfect. Uh, here's birthday. We already know that song. It's hey, it's happy birthday. I'm not gonna play it. Down. I'm thumbs up on it just because of my experience with it, which is my mother-in-law will would ha- did wake up her son and daughter, my wife with that song on their birthday mm. that's that she would wake them up with it i'm like that's kind of cool on your oh, birthday man, you? i would hate if that was <laughs> i would definitely hate my birthday <laughs> yeah, like, like it's a it's a get up get happy get excited it's your birthday no no nah. no that's how you feel it. now maybe when you were like 12 you would have felt different no. like fuck yeah it's my birthday no. yeah, i because i had a friend wake me up to uh lamb of god's 11th hour with his stereo speaker in my ear. Well, that was to cause pain. It was to wake me up. And, and I now no longer like that song. That is not fun. Okay. That's like the opposite of my wife always plays the no effects birthday song. If you ever heard of it. Mm-mm. It's like happy birthday, you're not special, and it's all just sarcasm about birthdays. <laughs> no, no. Everyone in the world has Can we put that one on the album and no take this one off? Oh, I've heard it a lot. Birthdays like, are for the dead. Funerals are for the living. She also played it like we'll go out and she'll she's sure her birthday. She'll won't play it. <laughs> um, I don't want to ever listen to this song again, though. I don't have no, I have no need to listen to this song. Anyone else feel that way? What birthday? Yeah, yeah. 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 I like the riff. The riff is great. I don't get <laughs> it is. That's what sucks it's, about it. It's, it's so catchy. It's just <laughs> well, it's like you take you take he likes the riff, but not the rest of it. Like. Early on with, on a side tangent, early on with System of a Down, I'm like, this music is fantastic. Why are they saying the shit they are? Mm-hmm. And then it grew on me, and now I'm like, I can't hear it any other way. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm going to give this song a Pizza, now. pizza pie, pepperoni, angry brush, brush, mushroom people. Sitting around all day. Now. I know it. You're blue. I this is one that I I really liked. Like actually, I because I I'm, I got my Spotify list going while it's on. This one I'm actually going to put on my list. <laughs> so I I have one Beatles song in my Spotify playlist now. Nice. Let's let's do more Beatles albums to see how much we can grow. Oh, oh, God. God. Just just play just play one. Also, thumbs fantastic. Up, thumbs up on this. Yeah, I, I, I'm I I'm all about like the blues. Song. Like I I love. The like I've gone to see Buddy Guy. I've seen BB King, and and I just I just love it's just so much emotion and hmm. blues. I have a band you need or an artist you need to check out. Then yeah, Chris Stone, Kingfish Ingram. You got to write it down for me. <laughs> you won't be disappointed. Your blues totally tapping into what these kids grew up on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you you got to remember, like, when they start, so nice to even say, when they formed the band, 
Paul McCartney was still in high school. Damn. Hmm. The rest of the guys were out. He was still in high school. Yeah, like far younger than the rest. That's why he's the one still kicking around. <laughs> Other than that, John. No. Ringo's well, Ringo's, Ringo's still around. Still? Ringo is. Yeah, was unfortunately was Paul the only one to finish high school? Brian, it's fun to hate on Ringo. I don't know why. Was Paul the only one to finish high school? That's why he was still in there. No, the other guys are just younger, just younger or older, older. older. Yeah. They were yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, we're gonna keep chugging through here. Now my timeline's all fucked up. Mother Nature's son. Slow, slow build up. What was with the random drum? Like Blackbird. It does feel like that. Another filler track. Fits on the album, but not necessarily anything that we needed. So uh, thumbs down, thumbs down. Well, you like the. Oh, that's a thumbs down. Okay. okay. (laughs) All thumbs down. Okay. Like that would be. If I heard this album for the first time ever, it's good. Mm. Here we go. Everybody's got something to hide. This is a fun Ringo song. Ringo got to have a little fun on this song. There you go. A lot of cowbell in this song. <laughs> I got the prescription. <laughs> More cowbell. More cowbell. Everybody's got something to hide. Okay. Yeah? Okay. It's two thumbs up. Nate doesn't even want to talk about it. It's okay. Oh, it's That's okay. all I really have to say. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It has it has a little bit more of like a rock feel to it that I felt like a lot of this album was kind of missing. Mm-hmm. It just it didn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything. It it sounds it sounds cookie cutter to me mm. to like rock from that time period. And just didn't do anything for me. I am looking something up right now. Tied to the Marilyn Manson. That's why I'm I'm, I'm trying to. Uh, I said Marilyn Manson that's, again. I think you probably did that before. Maybe that's he why I had Marilyn my. Because <laughs> I almost, I almost got going. <laughs> what What would make you get going about that? Really? Uh-huh. Oh okay, God. I got it. So the next track is "Sexy Sadie," and they nicknamed a Manson family member Susan Atkins Sadie just to. Tie it in to this song. Isn't that weird? Hmm. The dude everything literally started shoehorning everything you know, in. Are they are. Oh, man, so responsible. Yeah. Paul McCartney should just turn himself in right now. Very subliminal. <laughs> so here, here comes a little sexy Sadie uh, after commercials. I'm so stupid. Anyone have any free account stuff that can just keep playing music? Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, was she it. actually sexy? Or? Or? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, now I'm pulling off this dirty thing. Why is this sticky? What? (laughs) Don't ask questions. Where's your volume? Very trippy. Kind of. Like I can see them coming off a a good night of tripping out and writing this. (laughs) Not a fan. Thumbs up on this song. I love this song. Nah, I thought that that one comes off as trying too hard. 
anyone else. Or how many tracks are like that? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So Maybe feels most, most of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I was reading. I wasn't listening to what you guys were saying. Uh, so this song has to do with uh, when they were when they were in uh, was it India okay, yeah. on their on their big uh, drug trip. Yep. Did they ever play a sitar? Um, mm-hmm. Yes. On rubber soul. They let uh, so Mia Farrow complained the uh, mariachi, whatever, some, something like that. I don't know how to pronounce it. Sexual, adva- at some sexual advances towards her. Fantastic. I, I think they went to see a monk. About a paragraph about it. I just remembered seeing something about it. So that's where that's where the song was inspired from. Interesting. Uh, monk, the guy I guess religion told has no everybody rules. that he kicked the band out for using drugs, but the Beatles were saying that they left because of the sexual advances, which is that probably moment. the truth. That's probably the truth. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, maybe, we weren't there. We'll never know. I don't see some dude. I don't know. Didn't they go there to do drugs with them? <laughs> I don't think you go all the way to India. To meet some dude and and not do a bunch of drugs with them, man. Oh, maybe you do. Is that shaman? Yeah, he's some kind of shaman, I suppose. Uh, that's what George Harrison continued on. That was his thing. He loved that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was all into that crap. I call it crap because it is peyote or something. I wish that would have been more fun. Doug, <laughs> give me a thumbs up on this one. Sexy Sadie, yeah, yeah. I like this. No okay. Mike's got. It sounds like it'd be all right, but I don't like songs that are written to women. Oh, like interesting. With their names and stuff. It's just cheesy to me. It's, so it's always creepy. No Roxanne for you. Don't get me started. <laughs> Roxanne. Oh, God. It's so creepy. Stop <laughs> singing about bitches. <laughs> women. Women. Um, my mom had a dog named Sadie, so that, that, that's weird. Awkward. Oh, sexy. No, the dog was not sexy. Uh, so, yeah, that's weird. Um, thumbs down. Thumbs down. Okay, it's another one. It's okay. It's okay. How about this one? There's punk right there. Yeah, there. I was gonna say there's a band that stands out, and I can't think of them right now. That's that's punk that, rock. No, man. Dead, Dead Kennedys. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people say it's first metal song. Hmm. It's de- it's definitely on on the edge yeah. for sure. Er, early goings. I mean, yeah. first hard rock. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. Just for sure. This song is like to me the Beatles' "Stairway to Heaven," where oh my god, not this song again. But you <laughs> also have to like it. Like I got to give this song a thumbs up because it's a good song. But I have heard it so many times. I'm so fucking sick of it it's disgusting it's like you know what i mean dude it's just like oh mm-hmm. sure, we're gonna have a great freaking tune but please don't ever play it again all right sweet home alabama uh, yeah, same type of thing man you know it's 97 it's, it's, it's all their fault i never really listened to the beatles like growing up and then mm-hmm. i started hearing it like a couple months ago i'm like well, i've been missing out on this and then i like uh, sorry i kind of like listening to it a little bit more right now. yeah well that that's awesome i mean you know to, that's the great thing about like Mm-hmm. Having bands slip past you, yeah, and then going, damn, Sabbath is the same way. I was the same yeah. way with Sabbath. I didn't, for some reason, ever listen to Sabbath. I'm like, well, oh shit, now I got a whole catalog to listen to. Right, yo, yeah. huge thumbs up. And remember, Sabbath is is 
two years after this album came out? 69? Could be, yeah. I think 69s. Nice. So. <laughs> this, right. this is one of the songs on uh, on this album that I, I really liked it. Yeah. And I couldn't recall ever hearing it before. Hmm. My my mom liked Beatles and stuff. My dad was never really into it. So it wasn't like a huge thing for me growing up. And so I I I liked it. And I also thought it was fun. I learned that uh, Helter Skelter was the uh where to go here. It was the name of a uh water slide amusement park ride in, in British. Oh. It was like that's where that's where the name came from. Oh, oh that's oh. cool. And obviously this is the song that's tied to the yeah. Manson murders the most yeah. written all over the ranch written on both murder scenes in blood, except one of them was spelled Helter Skelter. They misspelled Helter Skelter after being ob- supposedly obsessed with the album. How I'm uneducated folk in the song. This article at least says it's about the rise and fall of the Roman empire. Oh. And God, to, to, to correct myself, it's uh, just an amusement park slide, not necessarily a water slide. Okay, okay. <laughs> it was a dry, it was a dry water slide. Skin off some, oh. skin off your butt, I suppose. Uh, thumbs up all around. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. uh, here comes long, long, long. This would be ironic if it was the shortest song. That makes me. That song does make me feel weird when I listen yeah, to it. It's not. It's, it doesn't give me good vibes. It's yeah. like okay, someone, someone was very close to doing something very bad one night when they wrote that song. I don't know why. Song ends very strangely. Yeah. Like he's going, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You I'm, well, I'm glad to do so. You just <laughs> threw that in there. I don't know. It's weird. I agree. I don't uh, thumbs down. Thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't, it's not the, uh, by it's far from being the worst in the album for me. It's like, it's getting to the part of the album where I thought a lot of the songs were, eh, it's okay, but it's just not my thing. Yeah. I just, mm-hmm. I just put a bit of B side. Okay. Uh, here comes Revolution. I take Some very iconic guitar songs going on there. Is he tilting a guitar with picks stuck in it? Dude, he's setting up a solo career right now. Oh, that sound in the background, it sounded like picks. like Oh, inside an in, in acoustic yeah. guitar? I don't know. It'd be kind of fun to find out. I think this song stands out as yeah. far as a, a song to re- be remembered. It's not just lost in the, the White Album mess. No. I think it's iconic. It, it's a big part of their catalog, I think. I, I would put that up there as one of the top ones on this record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. yeah I, I think that's, that's a song that uh, if you're a fan of the Beatles or not, you the know bite that holds. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a song that you know you've heard it. Yeah. It's, it's one of those songs you can't not like. <laughs> Nate's going to fight you. <laughs> I don't like it, but I just, I, it's, it's okay. Hey, I'm not going to turn it off if it comes on. Nate Nate saved Nate saved all his love for this song. 
North of England way. Why was he going for this old timey tune? Come on, guys. Let's see if we can get somebody to pay for this. Does any, I'm, that's, I'm, I go back to that every time. Does anybody like, else get Piano Man feels out of that? He's like sitting in, in, in like a, a old saloon, yeah. you know, in, uh, in the corner by himself, guy. you know, just glass of bourbon. Yeah. It's very, it's very weird. I don't know where he was pulling all of his inspirations from for that for this album because for then paul gets a chance he's like oh i'm gonna play the old honky tonk uh, piano binga, 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 binga. it was probably straight from his rectum yeah <laughs> not good uh thumbs down all around yeah. yeah way to go paul drop the ball the boy truffle yeah it is. I want to. I want to know what they it's, did for you that. Know what one. it sounds like. You know what this song sounds like. This song sounds like it could be on. You guys, I don't know if you guys would know, but uh, Ziggy Stardust, David yeah, Bowie's album, for sure. You know, it's that real weird, squashed, very compressed sound, mm-hmm. and you know, it's like it's strange. But I, I, I like this song a lot. I really do. Was there brass in that? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 A lot. A lot of orchestral work yeah. uh, and Beatles songs. Yeah, this this is one that I liked a lot, and I just I don't, had a had a fun just feel mm-hmm. to it, and it was just the, the tone of it, like you guys like you guys said, and I also thought it was fun too. So as I was listening to this stuff, and before I listened to it, I just read a bunch of articles about the Beatles because I wanted to pretend like I knew something. So this song was another one that was kind of inspired by Eric Clapton. So it was written about his making fun of him for his love of chocolate. Oh. No shit. And That's I thought funny. that was funny. That's funny. Like that. Well, we've come full circle with the chocolate, haven't we? Yeah, we sure have. Yeah. Uh, here is Cry Baby Cry. Oh, little accordion work. Your squeeze box. <laughs> oh. I can't defend. There's some songs when you tell me that I never want to hear that song again. And off this album, I'll be like, "Yeah, you're right. That one, that one's no fun." <laughs> so this this might be no. a shock, but I'm actually on board with that. This one. You like that one? Cry, baby, cry. Yeah, I'm a sucker for accordion, a little polka once in a while. So oh, okay, you okay. Well, it turns me off. <laughs> you like Weird Al? <laughs> yeah, he's alright. Yeah. Oh. The only thing I like about that comes out of a polka is it's written in three four time, and I'm a I'm a mm-hmm. sucker for a waltz. So <laughs> waltzes are in three, four. Well, let's like get with the program. Ah, okay. No, don't but my Germans love it too. Here's Revolution Nine. How many revolutions do they have to have? Well, they only had one in nine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Number nine. Like number nine. nine. This is the one in the, the Simpsons that they make fun of. Number eight. Number eight. Number eight. There's a bunch of shit on this song that number if you played it backwards. There's like, oh. they say shit. Yeah. I've never done it, but supposedly there's all kinds of, and I think you can hear some kind of reverse shit in the background. Yeah, yeah there's, there's definitely yeah. some reverse stuff. I've middle never school. done it, but I mean, it's like, whatever it is. Now you learn about that? Uh, 
Strawberry Fields. There's like three other Beatles songs that our music teacher. It was an eighth grade. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Yeah. The songs about LSD. Well, they may have been doing LSD. I don't think they wrote a song right. about LSD. But did you played it backwards? And I'm like, hell yeah, show that to an eighth grader. It just makes me think of <laughs> Little Nicky when they're spinning it backwards. Yeah. Uh, huge thumbs down. That what a yeah. what a waste of time that song is. Why? I don't know. It just reminded me of one of those weird arrangements like in Pink Floyd or a Tool album. Yeah, but I hate those albums. I mean, or those know, songs. It's like, Tool, why are you doing that? You're so fucking awesome. Why are you putting this bullshit on there? The beef to be funny assholes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I got to get the humor behind it, so. Okay. Oh, Minard is. If you can sell me on that, I guess. Just threw it on for them. Fuck the fans. Who cares? Yeah, yeah right. For us. The get to the last track finally. This is Good Night, hey. a song that Doug already referenced. Doug will be asleep by the end of the song. Feels like a Disney track. Now we're in the woods. I would love to know how the orchestral pieces came together because they're not necessarily students like that went to like universities mm. and learned how to compose music right. as far as like orchestrally. Dude, it, it, so like how did these how did these pieces come to be? They use it a lot. It's two things. It's one, they got the fucking resources to do whatever the yeah. fuck they want to do. Yeah. And second of all, technically all you have to do is come up on a melody. Hey <laughs> dude, I got this melody. Do 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 yeah. He said, and that melody off to someone who knows how to fucking do it. That's good. Well, you know he wrote I mean? an entire symphony because he, 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 everybody thought he called him a one trick pony that he could just, you know, play guitar fast. And uh, then he wrote an entire symphony just to show people, like, yeah, I know music. Yeah. So it, it can be done. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have reached the end of the White Album, a album that is iconic to say the least, good or bad. I don't know if we necessarily need to do our final reviews. We've already all said our pieces. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll wrap it up. Uh, we'll discuss in the group chat for time's sake, mm-hmm. as far as what we want to handle in the next one. We'll obviously be back with the hall of fame. Uh, maybe green day gets voted out this time. Nate, maybe T-Rex gets voted out. Uh, maybe it's Elvis. We don't quite know. Uh, you're allowed to bring him back up again. Just because you brought him up on this episode doesn't mean we're not going to talk about him again. If you still feel that strongly, because now I have to find a new one, maybe I ha- hop on the T-Rex bandwagon. Their, their asses are out. They're bon done. Out. Oh, John Bon Jovi has been shipped out to their own deserted island. Couldn't buy the bills, and now he's out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's right. Um, anyone else have anything left to say? Oh, we do have something that we're adding on to this episode. So, we want to start a new thing uh, at the end. We're going to start featuring some local artists. Ban- uh, Nate and I uh, were in a band together a long time ago. My buddy Doug over here is in a local band right now. Um, oh, Earthen Vessel. Check them out. Yes, Earthen Vessel. Waiting. Any day now, you're going to drop that demo? Any day now? You're going to... Re- <laughs> When given the chance, we'll plug the shows. Come out and see my boys, Dean and Doug and all the rest. Um, very fun. Kind of doomy, right? Kind of doomy. Sooner doomy. Yeah. All right. 
Dude, the vibe is they're good stuff. My oh man, you'll you'll love Dean on drums. Anyways, from location. Uh, oh, that'd be cool. Oh. Uh, so this week, Alex brought us uh, Inertia, and the song they're choosing for us to use bubonic. is Bubonic or Bubonic, whatever way you want to pronounce it. And uh, so we'll feature that now after we uh, wrap up. And uh, until next time, let's uh, enjoy the music. One more, one more thing, real quick. Mm-hmm. Give a little background on Inertia. Okay. I feel like we should do that with every band that we do. Um, it's a four piece from Western New York, Buffalo area. Um, real technical, mathy, time signature changes, death metal, tech death metal. Um, they have a show coming up in August at uh, Timeless Babes. They're calling it Pit Bash. It's in Tonawanda. Um, aside from that, I, I told my one buddy I would help him out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, my buddy Ryan Miss has a clothing line in Buffalo and it's called High in Buffalo. So take Bill's logo, Saber's logo, Bison's, Bandits, Weed Inspired. Oh, okay. So I wanted to throw that out for, for his sake. I'm down. Cool. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, we'll be back in a month. So until then, Peace. like I said, tune in. <clears throat>